0: What's up, everybody? We are back with another episode of The Force Sensitive, and today I'm actually pretty happy to have on our guest because he has been such a tremendous help to me, and he has been responsible, pretty much the man behind the scenes of all the Force Friday videos with very few exceptions, and I literally couldn't do it without him, and he does it all from his roof to get good cell service <laughs> during the midst of a civil war in Ireland.
1: <laughs> Today I have Andy with me. He's not on the microphone, man.
0: Today I have Andy with me. How are you?
1: I'm not too bad, man. How are you?
0: I'm very well. I'm very well. Thank you. And, of course, I have my co-host with the most that I have to often warn not to gain too much weight, Mr. Gord.
2: How's it going? Mm.
0: All right. I'm feeling good. And I'm still coronavirus free, so that's nice
2: Andy Ooh, I'm just getting into that Yeah,
0: yeah um, Andy, what's your first memory of Star Wars?
1: Right, so my earliest, earliest memory of Star Wars And I'm pretty sure it's like the first time I ever knew it like existed I was about two and a half years old And this, this, this must have been, I don't know, 2001, right? and i was basically my, it was me my mum, and my dad at the time right and my dad was talking about this film that was going to be on the the telly later on and it was return of the jedi i now know it was return of the jedi i'd never fucking clue what it was at the time and i remember him saying to me because he, he he grew up with them like he saw them when he was a kid and he was like oh you should come in and watch it with me it's star wars it's cool and And um, I remember, I just, I vividly remember watching the dancing scene in Jabba's Palace and Mm -hmm. freaking, I freaked the fuck out and (laughs) ran into the backyard and would not watch it. I was like two and a half, so I have an excuse. Right. It absolutely scared the shit out of me. What was it about (laughs) it? What was it about it? Man, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I was like, I, like, as I said, I was like two and a half, and I, I just remember very vividly, like, Sice Noodles, like, yelling at the camera, and it just terrified me. I, want... I have no idea why. I'm... Oh,
2: so this is the special edition that you would have seen? I mean, I assume so, because it was yeah, like... Yeah, we should
0: get that yeah, out of the yeah, way. Andy, how old are you for the public? <laughs>
1: I'm I'm 21, so I grew up in a very strange era for Star Wars. He barely he forever.
0: barely met the Labor Law Act for uh, to help <laughs> me with the Force Friday stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that becomes that becomes pivotal, right? Because your experience is going to be vastly different from everyone else that we've had on here. Um, but I'm trying to think, Gort. As a child, was there anything that you that like scared the piss out of you that like you look back on now like whoa I was soft in the in the in the in the back and the in the spine department oh
2: um no, well that's a, that's almost a complicated answer because I, I saw plenty of inappropriate movies like for a child stuff like Poltergeist Jaws really like Indiana Jones seeing all the faces melt like yeah, my that's dad, one of the first movies I can remember seeing my all. my dad used to cut it off right before that he'd be like all right let's no, move on to yeah, the next they, one they let me watch all that stuff. <laughs> India. I, I, I remember being particularly over. scared when uh, shaw is getting like chomped on by the shark when he like kind of gets up on the boat and i was like these things can get in the boat you know <laughs> like, that's not cool you know like, i don't go on the ocean there was a scene in jaws <laughs> that
0: scared me too but you know what it was it was in jaws the revenge the, which was the fourth one i believe and it's when yeah. it's when the guy is out and he has like the yellow slicker on and like the, the the shark eats his arm off, and like the blood starts slowly uh-huh. coming out of the like the the sleeve, and he's like screaming. Like if something about his performance oh, yeah. there, that I was like, that's horrifying. Movie. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right at the beginning. Yep, 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 yep. I was, when I was a kid, there was a bunch of stuff that scared me. That like I look back on now, like man, you were soft um <laughs> uh, and I, i'll i'll give my top three everybody knows that 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 big that big hairy monster from uh caravan of courage scared the shit out of me as a child
3: the Gorax. The yeah <laughs>
0: dude i didn't like it one bit i didn't want to i didn't, I didn't want anything to do with it um oh and my grandma used to like insist that i watch it like no 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 you you, you can you can watch this and i was like i can't watch it and um <laughs> and uh let's see what else um The witch from Wizard of Oz used to scare me when I was a kid. Didn't like her at all. She probably reminded me of my mother. I didn't want anything to do with her. I liked the monkeys, like the flying monkeys, but I didn't want anything to do with the Wicked Witch. And lastly, and I think a lot of people can relate to this as goofy as it is, but Michael Jackson's thriller scared the bejesus out of me when I was a kid. (laughs) I didn't want anything to do with that video. Loved the record when I was a kid, but couldn't stand watching the video. Oh, dude! Do you think it was Sas Noodles' um dance, you know, hips kind of gyrating that fucked you up a little bit, or just her general presence?
1: Oh, man, i have having a fuck. Look, man, I'd like to say it was crappy special edition CGI, but I didn't even know what CGI was at two and a half, man. Right? It just—I right, right. don't know what it was. I was—I don't know. Up to the age of about five, I was kind of one of those kids who was fucking scared of everything. To be honest, so maybe it was that I, just aliens, just people who didn't look right, just freaked me out when I was a kid. Like, like, like that. Like it just, I don't know. But you know, I mean, I love Star Wars now, so you know, it didn't exactly last. Remember, remember that show Alien Nation? Gort.
2: Yeah,
0: remember that they, they had all they didn't have the red spots all over their head.
2: Ah, uh, well, I don't know about red, but definitely I remember the spots in like. Yeah, like that used to that ages. used to
0: creep me out, and I think growing up, and you had the Russian dude too that had the red spots on his head. I was like, man, all these people are scary. Yeah. Who was that Russian dude, Gort? Not big. Oh,
2: I don't know.
3: He
0: was a big deal. I always confuse him with uh, an American guy that has like a similar name. Was it Gorbachev? Come on. This is 80s. This is like classic 80s. He had that like red mark on his head. There's people screaming at the stereo right now. All yeah, right. I'm trying to find it.
1: Lads, I don't have a fucking clue what you're talking you about. Well, yeah,
0: you weren't, you weren't alive yet. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm way above this shit.
0: <laughs> hold on, I'm going to say Russian leader with marks on his head. Uh, it came right up. Yeah, Gorbachev. I was right. Yeah, look at that. Look him up when you get a chance. But there was—I feel like just in the '80s, there was a lot of people with all these like abstract shapes all over their face, and the, and the alien nation was one of them. This guy was one of them, and I was just like, man, I don't trust any of these things. <laughs> um. All right, so that was your first, very first memory, but you're two and a half, so yeah. it's not really hitting for you. Yeah. So when is it? When do you? When do you have like your first real like uh like embrace of it?
1: so I was about seven and I I, I vividly remember this right I vividly vividly re- recall this so we had moved to a new housing estate right mm-hmm. and there was kids everywhere so I was always out playing and they were all into fucking Star Wars this was uh, this was about 2006 and they were just obsessed with Star Wars mm-hmm. and I remember my cousins at the time um, really loved Star Wars and I never really had any interest in it up to that point it just just never I don't know I just never connected with me I'd never even really seen it and I remember just one day out of the blue we were on like a family walk there's a a woods near my house and we were on like a walk through it and we were supposed to be visiting my cousins afterwards and I just turned around to my ma and I said you know those Star Wars movies and she goes yeah and I says do you think do you think Uncle Barry would let me borrow them for a couple of days and she's like yeah yeah he would and I, we went over later, and he gave me the box set, and that was basically it. I completely fell head over heels for them as right was, then and there.
0: As he was bringing him to you, I imagine, in my mind, that he was ducking under tanks and into foxholes and out of foxholes.
3: <laughs> 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 Fuck off, man. Fuck <laughs>
1: off. <laughs> You're an asshole, Bobby. <laughs> no, you know what he did do? And I distinctly, we were sitting around the like the, their, their kitchen table mm-hmm. and they handed me the box set. And I remember looking mm-hmm. at it and going, first of all, I couldn't figure out what the Roman numerals meant. And my dad was <laughs> right. like, oh, that that that's, that's four, five, and six. And I remember my uncle being like, yeah, so those ones are the first ones, but they came out, or, or, but uh, they go after the newer ones. But you want to watch these first. And I remember being like, what? I don't understand yeah. this at all. And I, I, he was just like, look, just watch, them. just forget the numbers and just go home and put them on. Mm. And I remember going home and watching A New Hope. I watched it in two sittings because I was young and I think I fell asleep that night because I was tired. But I remember Luke Skywalker really being like the light bulb moment for me. I don't know how else to describe it. Him and the twin sons. It's so, it's so corny, like, but genuinely, I remember watching that and thinking like this, this is cool. Like, I like this.
0: Well, it's super iconic, too. Like there's, And it's iconic for a reason, right? Because it, it, there is something about it that resonates with people.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, that's a good conversation to have one day it is like the kind of most iconic shots of Star Wars. But that's probably the most.
1: Yeah, I think we've probably covered it already just in that.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, OK, so so when he said just watch them, but, you know, he said, don't worry about the the numbers. Was he saying, like, don't worry about the order as well? Or was he or did he like just say, watch this and this one, this one?
1: Oh, no, no, no. Because I, I was just I remember uh, he, he meant just watch them, you know, a New Hope Empire Jedi. Because okay. I remember being all like, what's this four five, six shit about? Like, right. he was like, look, forget about that. Just put them on. These are the ones you want to watch. Because
0: oh, I think um, it is interesting to, like, just give it to people. And say, like, yeah. you know, I have I have a guy that I'm working with um, and he's never seen any of the Star Wars films ever. And he has Disney Plus now. So he's like, I'm going to watch them you know, tell me the order to watch them And I, I advised him to watch him in the machete order. Right. And he has watched four and five. And then he went and watched episode one. And he came back to work and he told me he was like, it doesn't seem like it's even the same world anymore. He was like, This, like, I, he's like, I feel like I got the kids' version of it. It's interesting for me to hear his response, seeing them all, you know, back to back for the first time as a grown man. Uh, So I I might try to have him on this show at, at some point. But I think it is interesting, you know, the, the, the time in terms of age and order that somebody watches these movies in for the first time. And being six, I think is a very different
1: experience than being, you know, 35. Yeah. That's fascinating. The way he brought up the, the Phantom Menace thing that everybody said in 1999, it doesn't feel like the same world. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought so too.
0: He said like, it doesn't like if, if it wasn't for stuff like the lightsabers and the force or whatever, like he wouldn't even necessarily think it was of the same lineage of films, you know, like, yep. It's so interesting. Because like it, it all seems like one soup to me at this point, you know, and every now and then you come across the cucumber and you want to take it out of the soup. You're not sure who put it in there. But for the most part, you understand the ingredients and why they work together. But for somebody not having the soup for the first time, it's like, you know, it was, it was like me having gumbo a couple of weeks ago. It's just confusing. Um, I know exactly what you mean. So, OK, so then so you saw them as a kid and then I guess I took it. You, you took to them
1: yeah i mean i took to them fairly quickly i mean i I, i'd like to i mean look could i really not take to them because everybody was obsessed with them around me i mean in terms of the kids i played with but i i loved them i genuinely loved them and it's the 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 interesting thing that i I always bring up with people whenever i'm talking about star wars is because most people i talk to it's always like i grew up with the originals or or i grew up with the prequels it's because it was kind of after the prequels had finished when I finally, you know, got into them, there wasn't really, like, up until the age of about 12, I didn't really see any distinction between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Hmm. It was just Star Wars. Like, if I was in the sitting room with my brother and we were just flicking through the Star Wars films, as we did, we just put on the scenes we liked a lot. Like, we could go from Empire to Phantom Menace to Return of the Jedi (laughs) to Revenge of the Sith. Like, no... Like and there was no distinction between this is older, this doesn't fit, this. It just was Star Wars. Like we loved all of it. It was one continuous thing, and that was how it was marketed at the time as well. I mean, and like I remember, I used to have like the Star Wars sticker album that came out in like 2007 for the the 30th anniversary. As the, as the as the
0: cool kids did. Yep.
1: Yeah, as as the cool kids did, absolutely. I did not have it taken off me by a bully in school. No fucking way, man. But, um, like, I remember, like, all the marketing at the time was the Star Wars saga, and it was Luke beside Anakin, beside Maul, beside Vader. It was all kind of one, because it was finished at the time. Right. You know,
0: I was curious if, um, like, like because in a way, you know, having access to them, there's two things that's interesting to me about that. Like, having these six films, I mean, plus the two classic Ewok adventures, it's like, it's like this moment I talk about every now and then where it's like this magical moment where you discover something and you have this huge catalog to digest, right? Like when I, when I talk to people about like David Bowie, you know, like young people and I introduce him to Bowie and then they're like, man, I dig this. And I'm like, well, the good news is you have like 50 albums to go through, you know? And like, the uh i never had that you know i had three films which was still a lot but you had double that and you never had i mean you had to a bit but you never really had to wait for star wars and you never had the absence of star wars
1: yeah, no, I, I mean, I didn't really. I mean, the only wait, and I really did, was for the Clone Wars to come on every week because we used to run down to my friend's house to watch it. That was that was the ongoing Star Wars for me as a child, which is why like uh, it sits so strongly with me. But it's like, like that's interesting. There, just
2: that short time wait, and that might seem like an eternity, but you know, we waited years <laughs> just for prequels from like Inception. You know, like getting told that they were going to be coming, and that's and
1: wild. Over a decade. Those yeah. clone those those clone wars cliffhangers fuck fucking 9 year old up let me tell you and you have to wait a week to go and watch them. <laughs> yeah. You're like
3: is he going to get out of it? What's <laughs> going to fucking happen? I have zero
0: this. sympathy. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, but it's true though, right? I mean, 2006. So when it, you had 2006, you start getting into all the films. You have six films to kind of, you know, watch, but then it, you know, as anybody knows like it, it's a fan of this shit, like it takes a long time to really know a Star Wars movie like I feel like most Star Wars fans know those movies like the back of their hands, but that takes some time. So, like, it does alleviate some of uh, like because in a way, it's like that mo- the movie is always new until you know it like the back of your hand. And when did Clone Wars start? Like, when did that show start? Two thousand and eight. Two thousand and eight. So you got into this in two thousand and six. You had two years to digest those movies, then you had Clone Wars from two thousand eight to two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Okay. And then you had Force Awakens in 2015. Like it was just a nonstop assault on you in terms of media, and it's been that way your entire life. That's crazy, to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just don't know it any other way. Right. Right. To be honest
0: with you, it's just it's just fascinating because, like, um, I think the weight in the the absence of it, it's like. It's horrifying, like, and it's funny because you and I have spoken privately, you know, and you've been like, look, I think Star Wars needs to go away for a bit, like five years or whatever, and then come back, mm-hmm. And, I, and like, but for you, that seems like fine, but for me, I'm like, I know what that's like, it's not good, <laughs> don't do it, like, <laughs> turn the ship around, uh, but, but you have a very different understanding of, of Star Wars in, in regards to its presence in sort of
1: day-to-day life. 100% I was about to bring up that very point like maybe that's why we have different perspectives because like the wait between like 2012 2013 when Clone Wars ended and the Force Awakens felt like a long fucking time for me as a teenager <laughs> it felt like a long time it felt like Star Wars kind of went away for a little bit and then kind of crescendoed into the Force Awakens like I vividly remember thinking there's not much Star Wars these days when that was around
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> And like and like the toys have always been there for you. You know, like oh, yeah.
1: everything they're never not there.
0: Everything's been accessible for you. You yeah. know, it's so strange. Um it's gonna cut down on a lot of our conversation. We're gonna be done with this in no time, Gort. But like <laughs> um
1: Well not everything was accessible. Well not everything. <laughs> I have a couple of stories. I have a couple of stories. I remember being about nine. Mm-hmm. And nine or ten, right? All right, so it's like Uh,
0: 2013 or something. Yep, continue. (laughs) Shut
1: the fuck up, Poppy. No, man. It it was. It was. I was. Um. I was about ten years old, so it's about 2009, right? And I remember, um, my granny. God bless her. I love that woman so much. She used to buy me um, Star Wars Insider every month. Um, and I, I used to I used to love it. Like I would not if someone got me the the Star Wars Kids magazine, I'd be like, go away with that. Like I, I it's it, I didn't like it. Like I wanted to read about the behind the scenes stuff <clears> in the yeah. interviews. Like I really got into it. And I remember. Um, I remember reading about the Star Wars holiday special, which I'd never even heard of. I remember the first time I discovered it. There was an article about it and it was like the lost Star Wars thing that nobody remembers. And I remember being like, wow, there's another thing with Han, Luke and Leia. And like it's live action and it has Boba Fett. And (laughs) I remember our Internet at the time was bad it's not great today but it was it was like fucking dial-up like it was like it'd go for like half an hour whenever you tried Mm -hmm. to plug it in it was bad and i went over to my uncle's house because they had better internet and i spent about three hours combing youtube which was like in its kind of like it had only been around for like three or four years at the time and i was just looking for anything on the star wars holiday special and i found the whole thing in like 240p and it was in like 12 segments and i watched it from beginning to end as a nine-year-old the whole fucking thing
0: did you ever say still like star wars oh i'm sorry
1: R- R- Dude, I thought yeah, I did. I knew it was bad. Like I didn't it would it wouldn't have changed anything for me. I knew it wasn't gonna be any good going into it. I wanted to like it was like the piece of history aspect I wanted to see it for. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? That's
0: where I'm yeah. at. And, and the
1: bulb bulb fed as well. Like the animated bit of that is, is cool. Bobby, did you
2: end up watching that yet? I
0: haven't. I haven't. I might be watching it in March as we've previously talked <laughs> <laughs> about. <laughs> but um I haven't oh, I haven't yet. You
1: haven't seen the whole thing? I've especially? never
0: seen it. I've never seen it. Oh
1: man. Have you seen any of it?
0: no no i mean i've seen like you know pictures and stuff as it's been you know sort of addressed in in content you know created by creators like at our level but never um never like sat and really watched it or sat with it and and the reason why is because like um you know people like so many people have told me not to you know what i mean and and it's it, since I know it's not good, I don't really have the strong urge to see it. The only thing that yeah. I, the only reason why I want to see it is the exact same reason that you're saying is just to know that I've seen it, you know, just to have experienced it. But it's like, you know, do I need to experience heroin? You know, I know it's bad. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Dude, you absolutely should watch it.
0: I thought you're like, you
2: absolutely should do heroin. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's comparable to heroin it's not fucking
1: it's it's uh, like um, I, I don't know i mean when carrie
2: fisher is singing at the end i mean it's kind
1: of maybe dude, the she was high there. she was high as a kite when she sang that as well she was after, no she was after like she wrote in um, the princess diary she was after doing like two lines of coke like right before she went and did it and you can fucking see it like her eyeballs are like <laughs> like it's it's it, if you watch it with that in mind it's hilarious
0: have i ever told you the story Annie, when i met carrie fisher
1: you met carrie fisher
0: yeah yeah, I met her. They tell me this. Okay, so it was it's fantastic. I've told it on multiple platforms, so forgive you know, repeats for listeners. But so I went to a comic con in New York, a Big Apple con. Um, if for those that know Big Apple con, there's always that dude that dresses like a fucking lunatic. He looks like he should be the Joker's father. um <laughs> But like, so it's his show, and I I went to it, and she was like the the guest of honor or whatever. And, you know, waited in line all day, the whole bit. Got up to her. She was sitting at, like, almost like a restaurant booth. It's, like, where you met her, and you had, like, your picture, and you brought it up, and you signed it. You couldn't take a picture with her. Um, but, so I came up, and, and I gave her my picture, and she was like, uh, do you want to make it out to you? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, what's your name? And I said, Bobby. And she said, no problem. And she got her pen out, and I said, would you mind making it out to my nickname, actually? And she was like, what's your nickname? And I said, uh, Big Pipe. <laughs> and she looked dude she looked she stopped she looked at me she looked me up and down and said i'll buy it and wrote love (laughs) and and wrote love to big pipe gave it to me i said thank you so much i went to take it she said actually give it back and she i gave it back to her i was afraid she was going to scratch it out and she put uh she added my to it in the corner so it says love to my big pipe and then she signed it for me (laughs) she was
3: Old man. Yeah,
0: I got I got it sitting in my room, like uh, you know, like I'm looking at it right now, like it's a a great, great, great memory. And I'm having blessed to have
1: met her. You know, I feel that way anyway. Fortunate. Um I it's it's like it's a prime Carrie Fisher story. the yeah. other way you always hear about her, her, kind of weird personality and her sense of humor, and like that's like it's not like you just waited in line and got an autograph, right? Bye. You know, right
0: and it you could have, have been and it could have been yeah. you know it was that close it was just that i was you know in my 20s and didn't give a fuck about anything um and i didn't even know her reputation you know then i was just dumb you know but <laughs> I, I just had, luckily i bumped into somebody that was you know just as crazy um no yeah do you do, did you did you get into the uh did you get into the toys at all as a kid since it was everything was readily available
1: Uh, The toys were probably the single biggest part. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about Um, that. Okay. So I distinctly remember buying my first Star Wars figures. I was uh, with everything with Star Wars. I was about eight or nine and I had broken my arm. Right. And I had broke my arm playing lightsabers as well. (laughs) There is a hill outside my house. And me and my friend were fighting on it. And we were doing, like, Anakin and Obi-Wan. As I said, I was, like, fucking eight. Right, right, right. And he did the, you know the move in Phantom Menace where Maul, like, bumps Qui-Gon in the chest and knocks him over and stabs him? He did that to me, only he knocked me down the hill and I fell and twisted my wrist and broke it. So we went down to the hospital and the hospital told, I was terrified at the time of getting, like, put to sleep for right, any right, right, for right. A surgery. I don't know, why, I just had a big fear of it. And they were like, "No, you'll be fine. You won't need that." Half an hour later a different doctor comes in and says, "So we'll be knocking you out tomorrow morning." And I was like, I was I was really freaking out. Like I was only 8 years old, right? Right. And to console me because I was like so upset, and because like, look, I mean, I had a pretty fucking sore wrist. My dad, there was a toy shop nearby. My dad was like, "Look, I'll, I'll buy you something." So, I remember at the time because as I said, it was about 2007. I was really into Transformers because mm-hmm. that was when the movie came out and all that stuff. Right. and I vividly remember it was a choice and this, this kind of shaped my collecting today. It was a choice between a Transformers, the movie RC, which was like a made up design and a battle pack that had Luke Boba, Han Lando and a skiff guard. And I remember holding them both in my hands and being like, which do I get? And by like a hair split, I picked the Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. And from there, from there, it was Star Wars all the way. Like that was what changed. And I always think like, what could have happened? Like, where would my it? and I still fucking love Transformers, not Michael Bay Transformers, but right. I, I always think like, what could have happened had I gone for the, the, the RC? And from there, it just kind of spiraled. I just birthdays, Christmas, I remember, like, figures over here were, like, uh, a tenner, which is the equivalent to $10 always. They were never – I know at the time with you guys, they were, like, seven. They were always ten here. And I remember vividly, like, doing our jobs around the house and getting a euro here and a euro there and saving them up so I could get the money to get whatever figure it was. And, yeah, it, that was a huge part of why I think Star Wars has stayed with me so long.
0: That's interesting. That's interesting. What did you – um, what – how kind of, you know – a three and three quarter collector is like it's it could be feast or famine you know uh, how how uh vast was your collecting like did you do the vehicles did you do the yep. play sets it did was you
1: do vast yeah. it was vast so you see at the time me and my i i've two younger brothers right mm-hmm. uh one's two years younger than me one's like three years younger than me and we were all obsessed with star wars so between the three of us Because like, look, none of us were spoiled as kids, Mm -hmm. but between the three of us, if we planned it out right with birthdays and Christmases and jobs, and we were like, we had a lot of stuff between, between us all. And yeah, it was, it was very, very expansive. Like we had, especially Clone Wars, like we had so many vehicles so many clones and droids and everyone around us all the kids we used to play with on this estate like all the houses nearby were all into the same thing we would trade figures we would bring them outside on that hill i I broke my fucking arm on and like set up battles and the the figures were like like don't get me wrong i loved star wars before i got into the figures for like a year i loved star wars anyways but like They really were such a huge part of my daily interaction with it. Like I would watch Clone Wars at my friend's house and I would go home with my brother and we'd be like, do you want to set the figures up like in that episode? And like it was just we used to make stop motion movies as well. That was a huge thing with this shitty camcorder my dad had from like the 90s. It barely worked. (laughs) We would spend hours on the floor. Doing the worst little animations with like right. blue tack as laser bolts. Like, all that is, <laughs> yeah. Like, I cannot, t- to basically answer your question, I can't stress enough how big a part of my childhood those figures were. They were probably the single biggest part of it, aside from family, of course.
0: Do you, um, did you do any, I always ask this, like, did you do any like in- environmental specific play? Because that was like big for me when I was a kid. Yep. Like, if it snowed, the Hoth shit came out. If, yep. if somebody got like a sandbox, all the Tatooine shit came out. Um, you know, if, if, if like if I was going to a buddy's house and he had like woods behind his house, like the speeder bike shit came with me, you know, like it was always very, environmental speci- very environmentally specific for me.
1: Planet. Yeah, we had all of that. And, and the good thing, well, it's not really a good thing, but th- the added benefit in this instance about living in Ireland is our weather is very, very, very erratic. One minute it's spilling rain, and the next it's sunny, and then you might get a bit of snow up to about March. It's its crazy. And then you get so some ever- orders. It's just <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Should've probably. <laughs> I can I can start dropping a few Baltimore jokes now. Pretty soon. Oh, seen, there's plenty. Seen, there's plenty. I've seen a bit of the there's wire, the, man. The, yeah, there's like, plenty
0: okay. to be had. There's plenty to be had.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, like I I remember. Yeah, we would play. I remember going out into the snow and setting up. I had the the app that came out in 2010. I remember setting that up in the snow and yeah. I didn't have a snow speeder, but my friend had it. And I remember spending about two hours in the snow, absolutely freezing, trying to make like a Hoth movie on my mom's camera phone, which was really bad. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, we used to do a lot of that kind Shit, of stuff. That, that,
0: that just fucked me up. Did you hear what, what he said, Court?
2: Which part?
0: I I, ha- I was trying to make a movie with my mother's camera phone. Oh. Kid, kid, what? kid, listen to me. <laughs> Our fucking cameras were as big as your kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were working with. I was Man, trying to said... make a movie with my mother's camera phone.
1: Dude, what we had was not much better, right? This was like a Nokia that had like the tiny screen and the buttons that would take like ten seconds to respond after you clicked it. And also this thing was like taped together because my ma at the time like would not buy a new phone unless right. it was like falling apart. Right. This was not much better. Right, right, right. <laughs> You're going to keep ripping on me for this generational shit. Man.
0: Oh, it's, too, it's, it. too, it's only the easy stuff. Only the easy stuff. I'm still a little tired. Um, I, I was going to say also, like, I, I remember making movies too as a kid. I, like, and I remember trying to do tricks and shit. Um, there was a two-second delay. I, I learned on, like, this camera that we had that you put the whole VHS tape in it. Like, the whole tape went in it, and then you closed it up. Um <clears throat> but there was this trick that like as soon as you hit record it didn't start picking up until 2 seconds so i would hit record count 1 2 and then i knew i could go but i i had to cut everything in sequence cuz there was no editor you know so i had to film everything that i wanted and i remember taking like a black blanket and like lining like t- like uh pinning it with push pins to a wall and then taking little white pieces of paper and cutting little circles and like taping them to it to make it look like stars I took this black uh it was like a broom handle and I took the yellow bit off where like the, the end of the handle was and then I used um uh it had like a hole in it like a natural hole in it so I took this uh fishing fishing string and weaved it through and tied a an X-wing to it to the top of it and then I stood underneath with the black rod like maneuvering the X-wing as like the camera sat behind it you know to try to look but like when you watched it like i was like super excited about it you know what i mean and then i put it in to like watch like the footage so far and it was like it was obviously it was like sitting on this black rod with a fucking quilt hung up behind it like it just looks so fucking stupid and i had a buddy that i used to always do it with and he would always like Turn it. I, I always wanted to shoot it super serious, like no, no, no. We're, we're going to tell a story. It's going to take place during this time and this time. But he like just wanted to have fun, so he would be the voice of Darth Vader because he had a deep voice, and like I would be like Boba Fett, and I'd be like, I'd be like, "There's no way I'm going for it." And he would be like, "Boba Fett, oh, I will cut every one of your fucking fingers off with my lightsaber if you give me, more. you know, like, 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 like you know." It, it was like, like we used to argue about it behind the scenes. Like, good times,
1: dude. That was that was me and my brother. Exactly, exactly the same setup like I would be the serious one and I would be like like even when we used to play lightsabers outside like like with the time I broke my arm I would always go out and I would be like right I want to like do this move from the movies I want to do this <laughs> right. fight and I would try and fight like they actually fought in the films whereas my friends would just pick up a lightsaber and just start railing on me like I used to have bad fucking bruises from those fights Right. we used to really go for it with each other like there was like six of us used to kill each other with lightsabers. It's funny I've only
0: broken one bone in my body like you know aside from like fingers and toes and like shit you can't do in- anything for um but i broke my collarbone uh Ooh. jumping off an electrical box outside because my brother and i were playing star wars and the electrical box was the skiff and then below <laughs> was the sarlacc pit and i took a hit and i jumped off and like fell and i fell like you know, on my shoulder i fucked that way and broke my collarbone my mom gave, and my mom gave me a drink and i was like eight she's like oh this will <laughs> fix it Who's you know, the, my parents did who's, the who's very the, who's, same who's thing. Who's the, who's the real Irishman, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> the drink. Wait, you mean an alcoholic drink? Like, this will help yeah, you pay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. man, that is some Irish shit. Yep. When I came in after breaking my arm, I remember going into my man. and I was like, my arm's broken, my arm's broken, and she was, she looked at it, and it hadn't swollen up yet, and she was like, you're grand, you're grand, go on into the sitting room with your brother. And I sat in there for, like, two hours, and then I came out to her, and I was like, ma, my hand doesn't feel right, and it was, like, the size of a balloon. Right. It was, like, this lump on my wrist, and she was like, oh yeah oh let's go to the fucking hospital
0: yeah when my dad picked me up on the sunday night when i was complaining him about it he was like yeah you probably broke your clavicle my dad's like smart guy and like took me to the hospital and then took my mom to court subsequently but they were always talking in court i um i was curious as to having all of those films at once to be able to see what which ones did you gravitate more toward
1: you know it changed a lot so Look, when I say there was no distinction between them, I knew there was the originals and I knew there was the prequels. You know, I knew when each was made, I, I, I knew who directed them because, like, I was the 10 year old who would watch the films once and then watch them again with the commentary because right. I loved all the behind the scenes shit. Like, right. I loved it. I, was, I know, isn't yeah. that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> dude i love my commentary tracks
0: those bonus I, I, discs were a huge part of my childhood uh, we love them too uh we just didn't get to grow up with that <laughs> yeah we we just could drink by the time that they started making them
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man but like i remember um what was the question again sorry I J- just brain. like
0: which ones did you gravitate towards oh, yeah, more yeah, yeah. having this large plethora of films and being six seven you know
1: So like I I really liked them all As I got a little Now I say a little older Like by the time I was like 10 The Empire Strikes Back was my favourite By far I just Like I don't I just I loved the characters Luke Skywalker as a kid Was always my favourite character Why? Like I Honestly like I kind of related to him You know what I mean? How so? I used to love I used to love going on adventures. I used to I used to get bored easily and be mm-hmm. like, let's go up to the woods. Let's let's fuck around. Let's find something to do. I loved how I loved like his sense of morality, like he was very clearly defined as a good person mm-hmm. and as a child, like like they say a lot, you you often hear like when you watch convention, you know, videos of conventions and shit, like Peter Cullen always talking about how people constantly tell him Optimus Prime was like a role model when right. they were a kid, right. and like Luke Skywalker really was that to me when I was younger. I liked Han Solo just fine, but it wasn't until I was older that I really like connected with that character more, it was always Luke as a kid, always. Hmm. Yeah,
0: and just because of like the like the adventurous spirit and like the the kind of like I guess the young kid with the world ahead of him,
1: the adventure spirit, the young kid, the the doing the right thing even mm-hmm. when it's hard. I loved all that kind of thing, and like like it's it's it sounds so cringy, right? And look, right, I'll tell right, you, I was right. I was a soft kid. Make no mistake, I mm-hmm. was a fucking soft kid. But like, I remember being in school. And I remember being like, I, I used to get picked on by this little ginger fucker. <laughs> I wish I knew him, <laughs> but uh, oh man, he was an asshole. He was a dick. But anyway,s I remember, um, I remember one day, like we used to have to wear ties going to school. You know, we had a uniform. And um, I remember he broke my tie, and I remember thinking, like, what would Luke Skywalker do? He, he wouldn't fight back. I was like, I was like eight, okay, to, right. to give me a little bit of credit. You know, I wasn't like sixteen in the locker room in school. Right, but, right, or, right, uh, right, 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 right. Like, it, it's it's true what they say about, well, in my experience, about those characters having an impact on, you know, your morals, mm-hmm. because I really think, like, not now, you know, I don't fucking go on a night out and think, what would Luke's go do? <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. It, shaved, it, it did shape my morality, like, for sure. See like, the doing the right thing, good and evil, all that stuff, definitely.
0: Had you been a Han Solo fan, you wouldn't have let some kid beat the tie off you.
1: Yeah, had I been a Han Solo fan, I would have ripped the tie back <laughs> off him and made him <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so so put them in like which ones do you think that you like watch the most you know <clears throat>
1: okay um, as a child honestly the ones i watched the most were probably the prequels even though the empire strikes back was my favorite mm-hmm. it was the one my friends wanted to watch least not that right. they didn't like it. Well, they liked like, all stars
0: it's not as much for young people i i, yeah, I, exactly. I say that
1: all the time Exactly. And it, it was, um, it's, it's, you know, cause it's, it's the slowest and it's the most character based. Yep. They'd be, Like I'd be watching Luke and Yoda on Dagobah and my friend had turned around to being like, why can't we just put on Yoda and Count Dooku? Like that's so much cooler than this. Yeah. yeah, So it was, the prequels were probably watched more just because as a child, like they had more exciting things. Like they had, you know, more battles and more lightning. It's and, still bizarre. Like they, it was,
0: it's still bizarre to me to hear you say this. And like, and like, they're still like, I mean, I know you said that you knew that there were there was one batch made at one time and one batch made at another time. But it, just having them all at your fingertips, like I when, when I asked that question, I was expecting the answer to be like uh, three, six and the back half of two, you know, or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, but you, you, you still kind of have this clearly like prequels original division in your head, even having them all at once.
1: Yeah. Well, you see, I didn't really get that division, honestly, till I was kind of older. I mean, I knew, as I said, I knew this was made then, this was made then. But as a child, as I said, it was all it was the Star Wars saga. That was Mm -hmm. the way I saw it. Um, and I remember in 2012, it was the 3D release of The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. That's when I, fi- I kind of, I, I remember I really wanted to see it because I, I loved Star Wars. And I asked two of my friends from school, do you want to go with me? And they were like, yeah, cool. And I remember Googling the times like that it was on. I remember putting in like The Phantom Menace 3D. And I remember just putting in The Phantom Menace 3D, all this stuff came up. And I remember clicking onto it. and I, I vividly remember all of it was negative. It was like George Lucas is making us eat these prequels again. You know, these prequels are so bad. <laughs> no, but I was like, as I said, I was like, I was 11 or 12. I was probably 11 going on 12. And I remember being like, what? People, people don't like the prequels? Like, why? Honestly. And I remember, um. I remember going to my dad after uh, right after doing that i went to him and i said dad come look at this and i showed him some of it i was like people don't like these films and he's like yeah i know and i was like what do you think of them and he was like trying to be nice he was like well i think phantom menace is a a good film but like i remember like it was weird to me at the time i was like why do people not like these it just didn't it's it's also it's also weird just to to be so
0: young and be exposed to the opinion of the internet you know why you know what i mean like That's a bizarre Mm. concept in and of itself for me, you know, like I I feel like by the time that I had, you know, I was engaging with Internet people, you know, like my opinions were so well formed, well shaped, not only my opinions, but, you know, who I am as a person pretty much, you know, I I probably didn't start really using the Internet till I was like damn near 27. Um, maybe it was around before that, but I just, you know, it was like, what, I'm not doing that. You nerd. You know what I mean? Like, it just, yeah, just yeah. like, like, I, like, I remember when I had to get my first email account, I was like, oh man, that's it. I'm fucking done. I'm old. <laughs> um, you, you know, like, um, uh, like it's just, um, it's just interesting like to, to to have your worldview opened up so widely at such a young age, you know, in an in, in a, in a age where you are forming who you are, you know, beginning to anyway, you know, I, that's fucking I'm, all I'm thinking about now is my kids, like, you know, and, and being and what they're exposed to in regards to shaping who they are and, and outside influence, you know.
1: But dude, even how it is now is nothing on how it was 10 years ago. Like right. I didn't know what, I didn't know what, like Wi-Fi wasn't really a thing till I was like 10, you know, mm-hmm. and like, like even seeing the amount, like I have two younger sisters and even seeing like how knowledgeable they are about this stuff, like in computers and laptops and like, it feels like a bigger leap again to me. You know what I mean? It feels right. like, like the days where like you had dial up internet feel like so long ago because that's how it was for me when I was like 10 or 11, It just seems fucking trivial to you. <laughs> when did you, when did you start watching the Clone Wars? I, I, I remember this so vividly. I, I, I know I've said that so many times, but like I, I love, I love thinking about this. Shit, yeah, man. no, I'm, I'm so, the exact
0: same way. I can remember yeah, yeah. every Star Wars experience mm-hmm. like like it happened yesterday.
1: Yeah, I remember. I was on Star Wars.com and I was about eight years old, and I remember seeing an ad that said the Clone Wars, and I, just a picture of Anakin, and it said like coming into theaters whenever. And I remember dismissing it and thinking. Oh, that's stupid. It's it's. I don't want to watch a cartoon. Go ahead. But as the film came nearer, you know, I, I loved Star Wars. So obviously, I got caught up in the hype. I remember the figures coming out. I remember, like, I had the Clone Wars sticker album. I was look. I was fucking eight, man. Okay, before you, you rip on me. No, no, no. You had a lot of sticker <laughs> albums. I get it. Yeah, man. I did have. A, I love my sticker <laughs> albums, man. I love my sticker. <laughs> I was one of those kids, like, and, um, and they were cheap. You know what I mean? It was easy to get your. I have. A, you I have, have the sudden it. urge oh. to
0: break your fucking tie over here. <laughs>
1: You're gonna have to have a long arm. I'm I'm a couple of thousand miles away, so but um I remember the Clone Wars movie. That was the big thing. I remember waiting for it to come out and by sheer chance I was in I was walking by the cinema with my mum. We only had one cinema in the town at the time, and it was fairly small. It had like two screens, and and it had a big poster for it, and it said showing this Saturday and Sunday only. They only showed it for two days, huh. and they showed two screenings, and that was it. And I remember going like, "Oh my god, that's like two days!" And I turned around to my mum, I was like, "Can we go? Can we go? Can we go?" And like she knew how big Star, you know, she knew how much Star Wars meant to me, so she was like, "Yeah, sure." So me and my dad and my brother went, and I vividly remember going to see that film. Yeah. and it's like what the reason like this is going a bit forward but y- you know obviously bobby and anyone who's listened to some of the Force friday stuff knows that i defend the sequels a fair bit and some of the unfair railing they get mm-hmm. and the reason is because it drives me nuts when i see people like talk about the rise of skywalker a movie i do not like and say no one will ever like this shit this is trash children will know this is crap this is because I saw the Clone Wars movie, a film I know. And I recently rewatched it. And it's, look, it's no good. It's bad. It's it's badly written. It's badly plotted. It's bad, all of that stuff. And I watched that as a, a nine-year-old and thought it was amazing. Right. Like, I loved it. Like, I remember seeing it and I remember... In the months before it came out on DVD, I would just sit there with my friends and like talk about how I loved how funny the battle droids were and the right. new theme so cool and Ahsoka was great. And so like it's that like it's a very generational thing. Sure. And I think the age when you see Star Wars is a generational thing. I remember being nine years old and talking to a guy. M- my mom had this uh, my mom my mom's best friends, my mom's best friend's husband.
0: Right.
1: Mom <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get that. Into words. He loved Star Wars, uh-huh. and I remember talking to him about how much I loved Jar Jar Binks, and he was just shaking his head at me because he was there in like 1999 and thought it was crap. And he was like, "Why do you like Jar Jar Binks?" And I was like, "He's he's funny. Like, why don't you like Jar Jar Binks?" Right? You know. And that's look. I'm going on a tangent. I'll shut up now. But my point is that. So much of Star Wars is what you make of it as a child. And then you get older and you can more objectively examine it. And that, that's why I'm such a big defender these days of some of the newer stuff Lucasfilm's done. Because people act like it's the worst thing in the world. And ten years' time, we will be in the very same situation as we are now with the prequels. I have no doubt in my mind. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, the, uh, when it transitioned to the show, obviously you've already spoken that you were like living you know, with bated breath week to week. But at, yep. at what point, you know, because you're you're a younger person, and this show is growing. It's almost like a Harry Potter thing. I feel like with you, like the yep. the the maturity level of the content is becoming more mature as you, the viewer, are growing
1: more mature. That is exactly what happened. Like forbade. I remember. Like because, uh, as I said, I was what nine or ten when season one came out by the time it was season three, when it started getting a bit more mature. I was twelve, so I was a little bit older, I was on the verge of secondary school, which is high school, as you guys would say, it. and um yeah it, it 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 grew with its audience a lot, and that's probably what kept my interest, because I went through a phase. When I was like 13, 14, 15 of like, yeah, Star Wars is cool, but like, it's it's a bit kiddie. Like mm. I didn't, I wasn't really that into it at the time. And I think Clone Wars held my interest a lot just because like some of the later seasons are clone of Clone Wars, not all of them, but a lot of it is like a lot more mature than oh, a lot yeah. of the shit movies. Oh, yeah. Way more. Yeah. You know,
0: I was going to ask. Did you was it? It's like I remember having an aha moment with, with the Clone Wars because I watched them after they were all completed because I, I hated the movie so much that like it, it turned me off to the idea. But I kept bumping into so many Star Wars fans that were like, "Dude, you, if you as, as a fan, you really got to give it a go." And I was uh, doing a lot of art at the time, and I, I would just have it running on a on a laptop on Netflix, like in the background you know, and listening to it as I was coloring or whatever. And then like, there was a moment around season three where I was like, wait a minute, this just got good. Like almost overnight, this got good. Yeah. And I was wondering if for you growing with it, was it like the frog in the boiling water where you didn't ra- uh, notice that the temperature was being raised? Or did you have a moment where you're like, Whoa, the, the the whole fucking vibe of this has changed.
1: No, I I noticed, I, I, I did notice it because, I mean, I remember, like, uh, obviously, like, look, the battle droids in the movie in season one, and to an extent still, mm-hmm. are fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, they make jokes, they pick up grenades and say, what's this? And it blows up in their faces. And, <laughs> like, and I remember my dad, right, uh-huh. he, I always blame him for this, right? Because he introduced me to the idea of Star Wars, but he's by no means a fan. He's seen the movies, right. he thinks they're good. That's where it stops for him, right? And he would he would kind of. By the time I was like eleven, he would kind of skip me a bit for like like I'd be watching the Clone Wars, and he'd be like, "Do you not think you're a bit old for this? Mm. Like, there's like there's robots picking up like there's robots shooting themselves and picking up grenades, right, and right, right, that kind of thing." And um, I remember especially like one I vividly remember is the the Mandalorian the the Mandalorian arc with uh, the first one with Obi Wan and Satine and Pre Vizsla, mm-hmm,
3: and mm-hmm, there's a bit mm-hmm.
1: in that where. Um, this Death Watch guy sets off a bomb and Obi Wan goes after him and he throws himself off uh, off a big balcony because he'd rather commit suicide than be captured. And I remember watching that and thinking, like, wow, this is like, this is a little bit more serious than like, you know, battle droids saying Roger, Roger and falling off cliffs and shit. Right. And right. No, no, I, I did notice. And I remember a big thing for me when I was younger was like, because my dad used to take the piss out of me for liking it a fair bit, was like, <laughs> I used to always want. I used to always want people to know that it could be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like as a child, it I'm used with to you. bother no, me with you. a lot. Yep, yeah, I'm with you. really, really,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I, I, I mean, it's not in the same vein, right? Because you're 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 a younger person, and it's an animated series, and you're you're around people that are growing their you know sexual maturity. All sorts of things are going on on a on an evolutionary level, right? But like I remember, you know, being in my late twenties, early thirties, and trying to get people like my my peers you know, that aren't necessarily into this shit to buy into, like, the Marvel movies, you know, to buy into the Nolan movies. Like, I remember watching The Dark Knight and walking out of it like, everyone needs to see this. It can, this this shit can be produced on a higher, deeper level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I remember going into places with... Guys that you would never catch in a movie theater, for one, and if if they were in the movie theater, it certainly wasn't going to be for some comic book property, you know. And I remember trying to sell it to them. It, at one point, when I was working, a group of guys, and and to be fair, a group of tough guys, you know. And I was trying to say like, look, you got to go see this movie, and them telling me like, you know, like uh ah, you know, I, I stopped watching cartoons around this time. I started getting hair on my balls, so I'm I'm good, you know, like that that sort of attitude and yeah. I, and i was like look if you guys want to go tomorrow we'll go i'll go with you and if you don't like it i'll pay for every single one of your tickets and we wow. yeah and we Fuck. and we all went you know and and that we walked out of it and they were like so you're saying that's the second one and i was like yep the third one's coming and you can already go and like they all went home and got a hold of batman begins to catch up you know like i, re- I but I, I remember that that validation of it was like I couldn't measure the importance of it.
1: Mm, I know that exact feeling.
0: You know, and now I feel like it, the the whole temperature has changed on it. You know, where you know now people come. Like I say this all the time, but like now, now I'm the guru, right? Like now I'm Luke. You know, and they're coming to me like <laughs> with, with their questions and their you know, uh, and I'm like I'm like, well, you know, if you were, I was like you know, just recently I had somebody say. You know, you think I should watch this uh, Rebels? I'm like, no, I don't think you should. You know, like I can tell you some highlights of it, but I just I don't think I I, I appreciate that you have fallen for this shit and you're into it now. But I don't think you're ready for this, you know, because it's just it's a bit more to swallow. You know what I mean? So to speak. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I fucking relate to that. Uh, Ten million percent. Ten million percent.
1: Well, I saw that transition too Like, I know, um, obviously, look, I grew up in a time where, like, since, like, fucking 2012, 2013, you know, nerdy shit has been more popular, right? Like, I mean, I'm in college at the moment, and if I mention, yeah, I fucking love the Marvel movies, half of the normies turn around and are like, yeah, what did you make of Thanos and the whatever gem? You know what I mean?
3: Right, and right. Like,
1: but, like, I remember being you know being 10 11 12 and like don't get me wrong i had friends who liked it but a lot of the time if you said you're into star wars it was like oh you fucking nerd right you know right, what right. i mean and you can see the change like like now like when i first started in I'm going to say high school because it's easier. We call it secondary school, but I'm going to adapt. Um, When I was in the equivalent of high school, wait, um, wait, wait, wait
0: wait till we work out this
1: metric system.
0: You're going to love
1: it. But I remember, like, when I was in first year, when I was about thirteen, talking about going to see the Avengers, and half of the people I was friends with were like, "Ah, "I'm not going to see a superhero movie." And then by the time I was in fifth year, I mean, if you knew who Hank Pym was, it'd be like, "Do you want to come to my party? I'm having a party on Friday." Like, do you want to come? Like, it was like the temperature changed so much. Yep. like it's cool to like nerdy shit now yeah for which sure. is weird it's still strange for for me and it must be really strange for you
0: oh yeah oh yeah and, and and almost like i wonder sometimes because i do have this sometimes i do have this like it used to be mine and now it's everybody's pushback you know I, like uh-huh. i'll be the first to admit it like um you know is like i see it all the time with bands right like i'll love a band or i'll love a, a rapper or i'll love a singer and then all of a sudden everybody loves them and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go find the next one, you know, like a, <laughs> yeah. which, which isn't fair, you know, it's fucking stupid. I, and it's like, it's something that I've got to work out with myself as to why I'm, I'm, I'm prone to do this, but I can't help but think it's part of the reason why I'm starting to push back from Marvel, you know, where I'm like, it's getting too far away from being mine.
1: No, I understand that. I I do get that. I have a bit of that sometimes, not all that much, but I do have it sometimes. Um, I was gonna ask something
0: else uh, about about all that, but how did you? So let me ask this as well because the experience was so different for you in terms of watching it week to week. But the way that the Clone Wars ended, you know, at the time anyway, was a little awkward.
1: How did that sit mm-hmm. with you? Bad. Yeah. Did not sit well with me. Yeah, I, I remember. Imagine. I remember hearing it was cancelled. First of all, I remember the Disney buyout, and I remember at first being like, "Fuck, oh god," and then thinking, "Well, this could actually be okay." Because at the time, nobody people like to gossip over this. Nobody fucking liked George Lucas at the time. He was right. he was what he was talked about the same as Kathleen yep, Kennedy. Yeah, one hundred percent, if not worse. And one hundred percent the same. And I remember hearing it was cancelled. And I remember like going on YouTube you know, YouTube and trying to talk to a few of my friends and shit and being like, Oh, they should continue this, they should wrap it up. And everybody was like, Why? It's it's bad, it's dumb, it's prequels, who gives a shit? It wasn't till don't get me wrong, the Clone Wars had a following, but it was kind of within Star Wars, it was more niche until mm-hmm. Kind of until Rebels. I feel like a lot of people jumped onto Rebels in the lead-up to Force Awakens just because the it was original trilogy. Yeah, and the hype, the hype as well. And people were like, oh, so this Ahsoka person was in Clone Wars? I'm going to go back and see some of that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where it got some of its rejuvenation from. But yeah, the the, the cancellation really, I, I, I remember that vividly, like looking at it and being like, fuck, this is cancelled. Like that was, that was not good. I'm so excited we've got more of it as well. Like I never thought that would happen. Let me ask you a question.
0: Do you have you been outside of the country before? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. Where have you been?
1: God, where have I been? Um, I've been to I've been across to the UK. I've been to Germany. I've been to Lanzarote. Where else have I been? That's a car. I I thought
0: that was a car. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you thought lanzarote was a fucking...
0: We no, talking about? I'm just being American. um <laughs> yeah, right. uh, what, what, yeah, I've been to a few places. So, like, uh, the reason why I asked that is because, you know, do you think? Do you think that 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 there's any of that that Luke Skywalker spirit still in you in that regard? Where, like, you know, you're you're like this exploration.
1: I mean, a little bit, but. To be honest with you, as you get old, like, look, I mean, I, I hate to say as you get older. Yeah, because you can't, You're not allowed to say I'm that. in college. Yeah. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> but like, look, I mean, you get to a stage where like I'm in my final year of college now and you kind of realize that most people are dicks. You know what I mean? Like the world isn't all, look, look, I mean, when you're a child and I was a particularly naive child, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of think, oh, a lot, most people are nice, but then you get a bit older and you're like, huh, you know, a lot of people are just dicks. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the point where you're like, nah, everybody's kind of an asshole. Not, not in a super edgy teenager way, but in like a, in like a, just kind of a, you know, you get a bit more sense way. You know what I mean? You know, not to trust everybody. Right. So, I mean, I, I still have some of that, but at the same time, like, it's like I said earlier, I, I like Han Solo way more now than I ever did when I was a child, mm. because I relate to, like, everybody always talks about how he kind of spoke to the older people in the audience when the first film came out. Uh-huh. Like, he literally turned around and be like, this is fucking dumb. Yeah. Talking yeah, yeah. Like, this is stupid. And like, I relate to the, you know, the kind of cynicism a little bit more. That sounds you know. so stupid to say, but I'm just I'm
0: no, just no, being no, no, of- no, no, no. I think I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I I, I think the reason I think that you're absolutely right too about it, the character and the and the purpose of the character. I think for me as a child, it was it was the fact that he like I like I was into girls super early, you know, and he was chasing a girl. You know what I mean? Like
3: mm-hmm.
0: it was obvious that he was like pl- that he was down to play the field, and that seemed <laughs> cool to me as a kid. You know. Um, the, the fact that he had a dog with him all the time. Like, and I, as a kid, I didn't have a dog because, you know, living conditions wouldn't have supported it. And I, I wanted a dog my whole life. The moment I got my own house, actually, the fucking I, I bought my house in 2004, my first townhouse. And that was in July. In August, I had a dog. Um, You know, so that was alluring to me. And then as a kid, I think I found a gun, you know, much more alluring than a sword. Or I'm sorry, a sword. I don't want people to think I can pronounce it. <laughs> But like, you know, it's just like the the, I, the the ability in my head of like, no, I don't want to get up close to you. I'm gonna get you from back here. <laughs> like you know, like that was more um, enticing to me as a child. And so all of that just seemed cooler. And like, I think
3: that,
0: yeah. I think that coolness was something that I was attracted to. I, I said, I, I say this all the time, but my dad used to have like, my dad would get off work at 7am and he would come home and guys on his shift would, like, come with him, you know, and, like, you know, they, they were, like, bachelors or whatever, and my dad was the only one that was, like, tied down with a kid. So, like, I remember coming downstairs, and it'd just be, like, these guys in my kitchen, you know, like, I've got I've to eat Fruit Loops, you know, I'm getting ready to go to school. You know what I mean? And there's like these guys in my kitchen and they're smoking cigarettes and they've got cigarettes rolled up in their sleeves and one sitting behind their ear and they're drinking coffee and they're talking shit and they're talking about women and they're t- you know and all this stuff. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, God damn these motherfuckers are cool. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like you know, I, I just think it was something that I was like uh you know, and I, I think I, th- I think also I, I could get into this a bit more, I think, but probably on a different platform. But like I think that there was something about being raised I was raised with men you know I I I didn't learn to really appreciate what women bring to the table until I was married you know like my whole life it was men I had brothers uh my mother was absent you know I was raised by my father my grandmother was a supportive role but you know like I think that all of that you know where Luke seemed to be in a more sensitive space you know growing up like with a mom that loved him and a, you know, or, you know, not a mom, obviously, but an aunt and, um, you know, and just like the kindness and kind of stuff that it seemed like he would have been exposed to. It didn't, it didn't work for me, you know, as, 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 a young person myself, but Han, it was like, man, like this, this guy might be at my kitchen table tomorrow. That's how it
1: felt. That's so interesting, though. Like, just how, like, the different psychology of people, especially as kids, how you relate to different characters. Because, like, I mean, I pr- probably, like, just hearing you say it, a lot of the reason I probably related to Luke was because, like, as a child, you know, I grew up in a, in a supportive house. You know, I right. get on good go with my mom, and I go with my dad. I have two brothers, two sisters, so we're a big family. And don't get me wrong, we fucking kill each other half the time. But, like, like I, you know, I get on great with my family. So it was like. The cynical... Wait, wait, wait. Despite... You're saying you're an Irish person with a lot of siblings? <laughs> Shut
0: the fuck up. <laughs> I just want to be clear. Yeah. How, how good oh, man.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I wish I had some Baltimore jokes, and I tried Googling a few, but you're going to hear it. And I don't want to ruin the podcast with some keypads in the background.
0: It's okay. I can say it. I'm part Irish. <laughs> <laughs> not, no, a, a, not, the, not the part that counts, though, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: oh, anyway, God. continue, continue yeah yeah but like um yeah no look, like, i mean as i got older i liked han more that's about all i have to say on the subject you relate more to the different characters you see the the, the worldview differently that's what i think is so fucking clever about star wars mm-hmm. like i've um like i'm uh, last year I had to write a paper and you know, usually I it was, it was to do with psychology and usually, um, you know, you do it on something like Freud or shit like that. And I remember the lecturer just said to me, look, just do it on something you know a lot about that you're passionate about. It can be media or whatever. So I said, fuck it. I'll do it on the psychology of star Wars and like the psychological underpinning. Right. So I read, like I read all the jo- Joseph Campbell shit. I, I listened mm. to every interview I could find with George Lucas and, and the meanings of star Wars. And like, I really th- like, look, I dog on Lucas as well for some of the stuff that people dog on him. With, but at the same time, like the way he wrote Star Wars to have that underpinning and the way the characters are so archetypal without being mm-hmm. cutouts. Yeah. Like it's so it gave me doing that project, gave me a new appreciation that I and I already had an appreciation. But it gave me an even deeper one because it's so clever the way he did it. Like if you, if you ever, I I implore the two of you, right? Anyone listening, there's an article on starwars.com. I think it's called, it was from 2015. I think it's called like when Joseph Campbell met George or when Joseph Campbell saw Star Wars or it'll come right up. And it's all about when Joseph Campbell first met George Lucas, which was 1984. It was well after Star Wars and George showing him Star Wars and his reaction to it. And it's so interesting. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it really, it gives me a new appreciation for the man. That's all I can say about that. Um, So did you get into Black Series as well? I did. I did. But that's a slightly more complicated road. Um, I got into Black Series. The first two Black Series figures I bought, I was like 15 years old, right? and i wasn't really into figures at the time like look i was at the age where i was far more interested in the women in my class that kind of correct, shit correct but we, we were on uh, we were we were on a basically our trip did our, our trip our school did like a three-day excursion to germany right mm. we were all 15 so you know you're, you're young but you're old enough that you can you know go around for a few hours and you'll be fine you know you're not gonna be kidnapped or shit Right, right and right. i remember on the last day i had a bit of money left over and I went into, I think it was like a GameStop or something with my friend, and they had the Black Series, Boba Fett, and Han. And I remember thinking, well, wow, those, look, those look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I picked the two of them up. And up and down, I had a couple of figures, but I didn't really collect all that much. I kind of got out of collecting from mm-hmm. the age of about 13 to about 19. Yeah, sounds because- Yeah, I I didn't really, A, I didn't really have much money, but B, you know, I was far more interested, if I had money, I'd be far more interested in trying to get someone to go on a date or shit like that, you know what I mean? But then by the time, I remember when I was in my first year of college, I got my first part-time job, which was working in this really shitty little grocery store, and it was miserable, but, you know, I, I didn't have any rent to pay at the time, and I had money in my pocket, and suddenly it was like, well, I could afford to collect again. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I could actually afford to to get some of this shit, so I got very into black series for about three years, and then I sold all of it off about six months ago. Got rid of it all.
0: Huh?
1: Yeah. What, what was your gone.
0: What was your reasoning for selling it off?
1: I I just my taste as a collector changed. It used to be that I would rather have. Six of the pretty decent thing Mm -hmm. than one of the amazing thing. But as I got older, especially like this last year or two, I'm far more into... the the presentation of it the display of it what does it mean like i remember like i would look at hot toys um i remember the real lightning lightning bottle moment was um i was in dublin which is the the capital with a friend of mine just on a day trip and i went into looking for been planet and they had the the empire strikes back vader in a cabinet all the hot toys all set up on the display base and i remember looking at it and being like if i could have one of that or all of the figures i have i would have that so i sold it all off um including i had still had some chug transformers and I, I cleared all of it out it's all gone and i bought a hot toys dart vader from empire and i bought return of the jedi luke and the rest just went into my savings just to have so i can you know right. eat <laughs> right 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 but, um, yeah. yeah i remember when it's you got it's what you talk about yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. sir no i was gonna say i remember when you got those How like you know y- y- i remember the it had clicked for you. Like I remember when they, when they arrived and you had sent like pictures of them and I could tell like it had clicked for you, that, that element had clicked for you. The other thing I wanted to ask you about was once again, due to the era that you came up in um, the video games, How, how important were they to you? If at all,
1: they were very important to me. Having said that, I wasn't much of a video game person. Mm-hmm. I wasn't much of a video game kid. The first video games I ever really gave... Look, I'm still not much of a gamer. I, mm-hmm. Unless it's something that interests me, like if they did another Fall of Cybertron game, you know, the, the High Moon ones, then I'd be interested. But other than that, I don't really care. Right. Um, games are cool, and I absolutely mm-hmm. admire the artistry, but it's just not what I'm into. Um, you. But but as a child, like, you know, my brothers and, and all my friends, they all used to play Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original one. That was the the game because mm. it had everything. It had clones, droids, rebels, empire, heroes. Um, that was a big one. Lego Star Wars 2 was the first video game I ever got. I,
0: I, I wonder if, you know, I think, you know, I'm just juxtaposing it, right, like... With the absence of Star Wars video games, were one of the things that would kind of hit the radar for like Gortinage generation every once in a while, and I wonder if that's why. I mean, I've bought systems solely because the Star Wars game was going to be on it. You know, because oh yeah, yeah. So like, I would just. I mean, I bought the Xbox to play Knights of the Old Republic. That's a fact. You know, I like, got fuck. GameCube to play the second Rogue Squadron when it came out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it, I think that's just because. There was something about our generation that was like, you got to get it all because it might go away again.
1: You see, man, I just watched the cutscenes on YouTube. If I'm not (laughs) paying for it, like, like, yeah, for real. Like, now look, I, I I did buy Fallen Order. I bought Jedi Fallen Order because is, oh, I got the horn. I've made it, man. I got the, I got the fucking nerd rage horn. I love it. No, um, I, what am I fucking talking about? Yeah, the video games, like. I, I like. I, I will play Star Wars games. Like I play Jedi Fallen Order, and it's one of the best. It's probably the best Star Wars game ever, in my opinion. It's so good.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and the Force Unleashed. That was a big one as a kid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Lego Star Wars. I used to love those. Um, but they're great. As I said, yeah, they are good. They're they're hilarious. Yeah, they're, they're fun. So funny. There's something. Yeah. That's, there's something that's so
0: right about the spirit of it for Star yeah. Wars, and I, I can't explain it. But it's just it's in the pocket
1: yeah a 100 100 and i remember um the clone they did a clone wars video game as well in 2009 um, playstation 2 yeah yeah yep, it yep, was yep. uh republic heroes and it's it's terrible it's <laughs> absolutely it's <Yeah>. an abysmal <laughs> game i, I it. fired it up i fired it up the night rise of skywalker came out because me and my brother were just we, me and my brother and a couple of friends were over and we were excited and we had nothing to do so we were like let's try it it's terrible but I love it. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like I because I, I loved it as a kid. I just never I never looked at it and said, Well, these graphics are shitty. Well, this, this writing is very derivative. I was like, it's fucking clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I yeah. keep playing. I it, loved
0: it. it. Like that bounty hunter game for PlayStation 2 as well.
1: Oh, I loved that. Yep, I had I that too. as well. Bounty Hunter Django Fett. Yeah, it was hard. Yep. And of, that was a really serious one as well. Yeah. That was yeah. a very serious, kind of more grown up Star Wars game. That was one of the first like Star Wars experiences I had that was more Grown up, if that makes sense, because right. up to that point it was the movies and the Clone Wars. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, I think it's about time to move into the sequel era. So, do you remember your thoughts after seeing Force Awakens for the first time?
1: Nah, no, it's blank. No, of course <laughs> I remember my thoughts. It wasn't. It wasn't long ago. No, was. no, that's true. Yeah, I've, I, I vividly remember. I, I've said that so many fucking times. Okay, I'm not gonna. We're, <laughs> we're getting rid of vividly. If I say vividly, toot the fucking horn over the mic. Right. Fair enough. So I went to see Force Awakens and at the time everyone was railing on the prequels. Everybody forgets about this because that's what we do, but yep. it was like fashionable because yep. nerd stuff was in by that stage. It was fashionable to bash on the prequels. Yep. Like I remember hearing them talking about it on the radio and they were like, I hope it's better than those awful prequels everybody talks about. Right. And I remember look, Force Awakens is a film that it's it is very derivative having said that i understand why it's so derivative because you know it was restarting the franchise and i remember going to see it and i remember when it finished i just had this big smile on my face i remember thinking like thank god it's good i i loved it man i, I saw it five times in the cinema right that's, that's i think it's the most i've ever went to see a film. <clears throat> i saw episode one 12 nice. times
0: 12 that's a fact it's not my proudest mm. moment, but I saw it 12, <laughs>
1: 12. times I not even one of the good ones Fuck. Yeah. Well, yeah, I hear I,
0: that I really don't know how to think about that yeah. <laughs> so I, I was well. just i was uh I was in college, and my classes let out by noon, and I was only taking a few because I was on that six year program and uh I would go over to my buddy's house, he lived like right across the street from the school, you know, and uh, we'd start partying it up. Pretty early in the afternoon, and then we'd get bored at a certain point. But like, what do you want to do? I don't know. You want to go see Star Wars? Sure. And we'd just go see it on the humble all the time. Yep, yeah, 12 man. You times. see,
1: the, the culture is you know, the culture
2: is so different these. D- Sorry, go ahead, man. Oh, I was going to say, to commemorate that experience, when you get the 4K box set, you need to watch episode one 12 times. <laughs> First yes. thing that you do when you open that set up. I'm like, all right, it's going to be a long day. Live stream, man. Yeah, live stream, <laughs> Making an event, man.
0: All yeah. day. Just oh, like, yeah. story. I'm on my 27th hour, and we're almost done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but even like the... The way nerddom is like perceived is so different. Like like I was at, I remember being in my first year of college, and I went to this party my friend was going to, and it was big, and there was people drinking, everything. It was it was great crack. Like I was having a great time, but I remember like talking to this guy, and he I, I mentioned just offhand, mentioned like a Marvel movie, and he turns around to me and he's like, "Oh yeah yeah, I saw what uh, what do you think is up with Thanos and the Reality Stone?" And like this guy was not a nerd. Like this is a normie, and right. I remember it just hit me like this is weird. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so strange that that stuff is like, yep. like you can go to a college party now and talk about Thanos and the space stone and people will listen and not think you're weird. It's, I don't do it cause I, I need a break from this shit sometimes, but right. like, it's, it's so strange. Sorry. That's
0: no, no, tragic. no. Um, so who did you, wh- how did you, you know, how did you feel about that movie? You know, who did you take to, what did you think of the new world, new characters, all that kind of stuff? <sighs>
1: I loved it. No, I, I really did. I remember thinking that it felt a little, like, like you've described it as doing Star Wars, yeah. And and I remember, like, it, it is doing Star Wars. Yeah. But I remember, um, I remember a couple of things. I remember really liking Finn. I remember being kind of worried about him because the trailers had him just kind of doing jokey shit, and I remember being like, ah, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I especially I vividly remember because I stayed away from spoilers. Vividly, <laughs> *Awakens*. <fuck. laughs> oh. Oh, man, again, again. Right? You've got to keep me on that. You've got to keep me on that. So I remember sitting in the cinema, and I remember the bit early in the film when Snoke turns to Kylo and says, you know, BB-8's in the hands of your father, Han Solo. I remember being like, fuck, that's who he is. Right? no one really, everyone was like, who's Kylo Ren? Who's this new guy with the the mask and the hood? And um, I remember when he took off the helmet, being a big one, I remember being like, oh. It's like, I get the character now a bit more. Uh-huh. And I'm one of those people that Kylo without the helmet is infinitely better than oh, Kylo. Oh, for with sure. Helmet. For sure. 100%. Don't get me wrong. The helmet says a lot about his character, but once he takes it off, it should stay off because yeah, it's, it's done the, its the, role. The, the, the helmet is who he wants to be. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, no, look, I, I loved The Force Awakens. I, I thought it was great. I, as I said, I saw it five times. I'm not a person to tear up, and I've never I, – I don't, I don't tear up that much, mm. but I teared up watching it it was the last time i saw it in the cinema it was like the fifth time and i remember just the end of it just the star wars music and the watching a star wars movie that was good because at the time i had come to the realization that as much as i like the prequels they're objectively not good films do you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah, yep, yep. they're not yep and I, i'm endlessly frustrated with the fact they're not better but anyways and i remember just tearing up a little bit being like like Star Wars is back. Like, this feels great. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, and it's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I love The Force Awakens, and I still do. All right. I still love The
0: Force Awakens. I got – I'm going to try to make this my last one, okay?
1: Well, I'm
0: going to try. No promises. Do you think it's because you have also eaten a piece of bread and a dilapidated piece of military equipment?
1: Probably, it probably contributed to it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when you scavenge for food, uh, you're, you're, you're okay Like when you go to see a film that's just a rip-off. It's like, it's fine. I'm safe. Two Whoa. hours. You're, like, you're like, you
0: thought it was ripping off episode four. This shit was ripping off my fucking six-year-old life.
2: Yeah, but the more important question, I mean, was it a quarter portion? Because he's using the metric system, right? Oh, <laughs> that's, yes. that's, that's a, a good Porsche. point. That's
1: a good point.
0: Oh, um, oh, fucking hell. What about uh, Rogue One?
1: Rogue One, I was less positive on, and I'm still mm-hmm. less positive. Like, look, I, was, yeah, yeah. I, like, I like
0: <laughs> Andy's got one for Andy, <laughs> and one <laughs> for Andrew and Andy, the two A's. Yeah. You
1: know, two, my real name is fucking Andrew, actually. Two. We're, we're, we're matched, Two. Well, most people aren't
2: yeah, generally tw- named just Andy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <We're laughs> two vivid. I've, I've been through my Andy's and my Drew's, and um, mostly it's my middle name, Evan, is what a lot of people call me Evan. now. That's so yeah. bizarre to me.
1: Mm. When, so your name is Andrew, but you've went yeah. from Andy to Drew to Evan to Gort. No, That's like I mean, nobody,
2: nobody's ever so formally called me Drew. That's always been uh like like work. Like people at work will call me that. Like they think it's like that would be like if they called you Bob and, and I know it's gonna hit you away, but when yeah. I hear Drew, I'm like okay. And I just go about my business. <laughs> is is <laughs> so- do you do you consider Gort your final form?
0: I think so. Okay. Um so why didn't it sit with you? Why didn't it sit with you well?
1: Look, I think it's a good film. Um the final hour, I think, is absolutely fucking amazing. I think it's some of the best Star Wars there is. But having said that, the first two thirds I feel are a little bit scattershot. I remember watching it in the cinema, and in the space of about ten minutes, you jump to six planets and yes. meet about ten characters. Yes. And I remember thinking, oh, I hope it settles down. And to, to <laughs> yeah. be fair, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. does. Having said that. Um, it's not the greatest foundation. I just think there's too many characters. I like the characters, what we saw of them. Yeah. I think you need three characters. I think you need Jin Cassian, and K2, and you're done. I like Chirrut a lot. Having said that, he doesn't really bring anything to the story. Um, I love the visuals of the film. I think it's the best-looking Star Wars film. Hmm. Um, I think the cinematography is gorgeous. I think the style is gorgeous. Like It's like the originals, but it's also not, if that makes sense, in the way it looks. Yeah. like It has its own flavour. Um Look, I, I like Rogue One the same as I like all Star Wars, and, right. and I think no, it's I better than all. Yeah, I think it's better than as a film than all three of the prequels. But I would give it maybe a seven out of ten, if Interesting, that makes sense,
0: man. Yeah. And I also like a lot of times when I talk to people, and and, and they're not crazy about it, they usually err on the side that you do the um, you know, the last hour is amazing, but it, it's a little choppy for me in the in the you know the first two acts. But like the Jeddah sequence is my favorite part of that film like from what the, if
2: it didn't have two tubes
0: well that changes the whole parameters of it gort we're not doing that
1: <laughs> oh man you see I, i've i'm so torn on Jetta because i love i love the, the the battle with the tank and all that shit is yep. so good because it's such a street level and we see yep. like these terrorist rebels and it's taking itself seriously i love all that but at the same time narratively saw guerrera is bizarre to me and i love him as a character because yeah. i've read a lot of the books Clone Wars like I love Saul as a character with watching it with that context it works without it like when I saw it in the cinema I was like this is weird I don't understand why this is here you know what I mean like I'm it just why do you like it so much is it just two tubes no no
0: no um (laughs) I I think it's because I think it's because it takes itself seriously like yeah I I kind of like episode eight for the same reason in that regard it's a you know it my bigger issues with episode 8 are the parts it doesn't take seriously. Um, you know, but I I think it takes itself seriously and I, I tend to gravitate towards that sort of presentation of this shit more. You know, I like mm. I think the Nolanverse is the three best superhero movies ever made. I think mm-hmm. uh, you know, 300 is great. I think that I I've the Marvel movies are kind of fine to me generally, but I love Winter Soldier and then Infinity War and then Civil War in that order, like I just mm. tend to gravitate more towards that that uh, tone. That explains why you're a fucking DC fan. Correct, correct. <laughs> it's it's true. it's yeah. it's, it's true. Like I, I tend to like it that way. I like it. I like uh, uh, anything that makes my life feel better. <laughs> I like. To, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I tend to like. Um, <laughs> I think, oh, I, to, I think it's why I listen. I think why I listen to musicians that have had such shitty upbringing. I'm like, oh man, see, yeah.
2: we can all make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I <I'm> wasn't so bad <laughs> off. Awesome. Something I thought was interesting, you were talking about like Chirut not bringing too much to the table. I think that he's probably the character next after um, Jin and Cassian that that does well, I bring think, anything. I, I think, agree with you. I think Chirut brings cool. a lot to the the mythology as a whole. But probably I, 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 that, but yeah. yeah, but he's not as integral to that story he's not he's not integral to the story, yeah, And I'd say, like Bayes even is is Less. bottom barrel, yeah, and, yeah, and and then Bodie is a weird one because he doesn't have proper motivations or development at all. He's really just there as a tool. yeah, everything he does is like the MacGuffin-y plot device crap.
1: Yes, I feel yes. bad for yes. an actor as well because I like him. He's done some music, Riz MC. He's fucking good as well. I like that guy. Yeah, he he, he was a, he's a plot point character, you know. Yeah. But yeah.
0: but there is a um, you know, if you want to take the deep dive into that shit, you know, I mean, you can say like, you know, you know, he's seeking a redemption that a lot of the characters in this film are kind of seeking, they- you know. Um, but but,
2: uh, but you but you never get there, like like Galen Urso. You don't get a ton from him and um, Krennic. Actually, I, I actually quite quite like Krennic. Yeah, I love him. I, I would like to have seen him show up in you know other mediums. Uh, yeah, me too. It would have been nice to see him pop up in Rebels. Yeah. he was yes, yes, going yes. to. He he what, was going
1: really? to. Yeah, yeah. There's um, a scene look, I'm big into the animated shit and I watch a lot of behind the scenes and I remember in season four, there's this whole plot point about Thrawn and the TIE Defender and Tarkin says to him in the series, he's like, yeah, we're, we're pulling the funding for the TIE Defender. It's all going to the Stardust project. Yeah. And as as it was scripted, krennic was supposed to appear there in hologram form and they'd approach ben mendelson and everything to do it and he said he would but as far as i know it was either time or scheduling but they had like they had an animation model built for him and everything like it was ready yeah. to go that's a yeah. bummer it was, yeah it was only going to be like 30 seconds but yeah, he but was it been great be in it. Like, yeah yeah it would have something i
2: don't understand too is the uh construction of the death star because clearly it's partially built by the end of episode uh three uh three you see it Yeah. And it and it took them how long to to finish it? And like I I don't understand a lot of that, and I kind of unions. don't want to unions. Well, the the idea
1: is like, that <laughs> Galen Ursul is like the key to the super laser. That's why they're looking for him. He's he's the guy who built that. It's all about yeah. the hyper crystals. It's because look, they can build a big fucking station, but the problem is they need someone who can, a genius enough scientist who can um, you know figure out how to make this super laser work, and that that's where he comes into it. The, um, I agree. It, sh- it should have been clear. Sorry, go on. And no, no. that's actually uh, another thing. Like the Kyber crystals,
2: there's the uh, unfinished Clone Wars episode. It was a four-parter where they have the giant Kyber crystal. Yeah. Uh Not dissimilar to the way the Bad Batch was an unfinished episode and now complete. You can watch that on Disney Plus. This mm-hmm. is not a paid advertisement. <laughs> and that uh, whole sequence there, you know, it's. Um, big kyber crystal they're trying to weaponize during the clone wars and it looks like the separatists are trying to get that i assume palpatine ultimately but you know i wondered is that for the death star i always assume so but it's, it's very unclear because the timetables for everything are very
1: strange.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That It is supposed to be for the Death Star. There's a, there's this, uh, a prequel novel to Rogue One called Catalyst. And it's, I it, seriously, I, you should, if, if either of you are into the books, I know you are a bit, Bobby, you should both read it. It's so good. It fleshes mm-hmm. out all that and all of that is explained. And, and it's a good fucking book. I've book. heard that. I've heard yeah, that. It's, yeah. it's so good. You'll see Gail and Arso and Krennic completely differently to how you see them in the film, like infinitely better. And I like both of those anyway. But
0: one thing I talk about with Krennic that I like I, it's still something that I love about his character to this day is that like the whole film, it seems like he's he's like an imperial officer that's not quite good enough. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's not quite good enough to be promoted and like he's in this like imperial, you know, military organization and they all speak in British accents and he speaks in an Australian one and he can't it's like it's like he can't even hide that you know it's like everything about him just isn't quite good enough like it's just like the little things about him that i love and i also love one of my favorite lines is that like you know when he's talking about the galen's uh wife and all being dead and he's like yes of course how sad search the house <laughs> like like, you know, like i don't believe that shit for a second search, you know what i mean like uh, i i'm just uh
2: he killed that role uh, yeah I, I like when all the explosions are happening
1: on uh, Scarfield are we blind yeah yeah <laughs> deploy the garrison. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I love Krennic as well, and, and I love I fucking love Ben Mendelsohn. Like I've seen interviews yeah, with that guy. Fantastic. and He's so funny. Like he's a great, he's and he's a great actor. But I just wish there was more of him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that I don't like Jarrett or Bayes or any of those, but like at the expense of the plot and the car, the main characters. Do you know what I mean? Someone has to go on the chopping block. That's the way I see it.
0: But yeah. you know, I love. I, I think that I, I also like. There's a lot of characters in that movie that feel like Star Wars to me, which is one of my my complaints with Star Wars overall is that sometimes it doesn't feel enough like Star like I like Finn, right? I like Finn a lot, mm-hmm. but he doesn't quite feel like Star Wars to me. And bro. Um. <laughs> <Ray>! <laughs> well, it's like That's it's like, like it's all that it's all that like it's all that like kind of real world speaking. Like the 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 language choices. But bro, like please. <laughs> but like, but you know, I, I think that the yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he says that. Um, but like, K two feels like Star Wars to me. Uh, two tubes feels like Star Wars to me. To be fair, K two feels like Star Wars to me. Uh, Cassian, Jin, uh even Baze and Chirrut feel like Star. Like all of that, Krennic. It all just feels like it, it's like the same ingredients are being used for it. You know, and I, I, I can't, I can't really verbalize it. Let's get into it. Um, episode 8.
1: Ooh, here we fucking go. <laughs> I got my boxing gloves on now, man.
0: <laughs> I don't think you need them here at this table. But Yeah,
1: nah, I don't. I know, I don't. Go for it. Oh, sorry. I, t- I thought you were going to ask me a question. No, oh. just you know, thoughts, so, thoughts, comments, courtesies, yeah. concerns. Right. So my biggest concern going into The Last Jedi, which I avoided all the spoilers for, was that it would continue on the path Force Awakens set up in terms of being very derivative. My whole thing, my whole shtick with Force Awakens was that if the next two films go their own way, then it will be the good movie that did what it had to to get people back on board. Mm. But if the next one is a remake of The Empire Strikes Back, then it's the Star Wars remake trilogy, right. if that makes sense. Right. Because one movie at the end is not enough to make a satisfying trilogy. Right. And I went into it, and oh man, it's such a weird experience for me. So I went to see it with a group of my friends, right? And never, ever again will I ever go and see a a, a film at launch that I really want to see with them? Because I I, I (laughs) never, never, because I I have this friend, right? And his name is Jason. And I love him, but he's a bit much. That's all I can describe him. He's a fucking lunatic, right? Uh And he likes Star Wars, but me and him have very different opinions on Mm it. I talk about how much I like A New Hope. And he says, ah, go man, it's soft. I like the Sith, man. And he'll talk for 20 minutes about how bad the Sith are and how he loves it. And they would not shut up at the midnight screening, sitting right beside me the whole time. And I was like edge of my seat trying to get every line in. Right. I remember when we cut back to the island with Ray and at the time, you know, you're like, Oh my God, I've been went two years to see this and it comes on and he goes out loud in the cinema, fucking Mary Sue buys great like that. Like, and he, just, <laughs> he kept doing it then. And, Remember the bit where Haldo rams the, the megastar destroyer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know how it goes silent? Yes. And it's just, when that happened, it was, the whole theater, it was like bated breath. Yep. Everyone was silent. Ours too. And out loud. Out, now, this is, you this is, uh, consider this an inappropriate joke. I don't know, you've got some shit in our rage, I'll, I'll go with it. Out loud, in the silence, he just goes, right <laughs> as the ship fucking blows through it and everyone fucking hurt and it pulled everyone out of the moment he just wouldn't shut up and i turned her the first thing i did when i got out of the cinema was i looked him down the eye i said i have never seen a new release film with you ever again and i've stuck by that never again because he, he will not shut up but oh god yeah, but I remember when it ended, when the credits went up, I turned to my brother, who, as I said, I've went through all this Star Wars shit with him. That, right. That's how it's And it wasn't negative. It wasn't positive. I turned to him and I said, what the fuck? Was that good or bad? And he had exactly the same reaction. Uh-huh. And we all had the same reaction outside. Nobody, like, I, we, everybody, like, people I didn't know, everyone was just kind of convalescing and talking about was that good, was that bad. No one, like, knew. It was weird, and Mm -hmm. it took me, I saw it three times, right? I saw it twice, I saw it twice kind of myself. The third time was a date, so I didn't really pay any fucking attention to the movie, to be honest. But um, it was, um, it took me a while to come round to Last Jedi. It's not that I didn't like it, it's that I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. It was when it came out on Blu-ray, and I put it on, and I said, right, I'm going to forget as much as I can about it. You know, put all my preconceptions out of my head, and just watch it. That I fell in love with it, and it was like it clicked for me. And since then, like I get why people don't like it, one hundred percent. Having said that, it's probably my second favorite Star Wars movie. Mine I, too. Yep, yeah, I love it dearly. I'm so glad we're on the same page about that. By the way, yeah, me too. Like it's it's nice to see someone who gets it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yep, one hundred percent. And it's it's when you find that. I mean that 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 one podcast that you, Tyler, and I did together. Like, the amount of, like, private messages and emails and, you know, comments on Patreon or whatever that were, like... Um, I, I'll never forget Calum It was one of my favorite responses ever. He was like, I just finished this podcast. Because we go into Last Jedi at, at depth because we all three love it. And Calum, mm-hmm. said, I just finished the podcast and asked the woman next to me on the train if it was as good for her as it was for me. <laughs> 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 um but it's, it's yeah we all we all appreciate the the same things about that movie and 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 none of us like you know like the, the the things that we dislike you know about it none of us like those parts necessarily like I don't think any of us are crazy about the general hugs shit right no no it's but not good. none of that is bad enough to detract uh, how much we love the stuff that we do love. I've gotten into the habit of saying this, and I'm I'm becoming more and more married to it. But you know, hindsight being 2020, I really wish Ryan Johnson and JJ did all three films together, and Ryan handled all the force stuff, and JJ handled all the adventure stuff.
1: Interesting. Yep. 100% oh my god that's yeah I agree with you do you know what I always say as well I think Last Jedi as much as I love it it's a movie that I would love to see a fan edit of and I don't mean that take all the women out shit because I know that exists (laughs) you know I put that on one night for the crack just with my friends we were like let's have a drinking game every time something's been cut man the movie was like 40 minutes long and we were fucked after it but anyways um, I would love to see someone kind of tighten up because look I love the movie but it meanders a little. It really is the final hour where everything comes together and works. Yeah. And I, I would love to see someone kind of tighten it up a bit. I think it's a film that needs about 10 minutes shaved off it and a few bits mixed around. If, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see that happen. I, I just
0: think that some of it, like, you know, and Gorton and I have discussed this, you know, privately and I think publicly as well. But the whole Finn Rose uh, DJ adventure, you replace DJ with Lando and you make their mission more singular instead of a three-part sequence, and and you replace Haldo. Not that I dislike Haldo; I like her quite a bit, honestly. I'm okay with Haldo still being in it, but you you replace her character role with uh, Akbar, and that movie's perfect to me.
1: Oh yeah, mm, you see, yeah, I, I, the Haldo Akbar thing is one I struggle with too, because a lot of people. I remember Ryan Johnson saying that if we did Akbar, the audience would automatically trust him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, you might even have the same response. You might have everyone going, why did they make Akbar a dick? Right. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Um, I, I agree with you on the other point, though, on the, the Lando thing as well, for sure.
0: Yeah, DJ to me is, you know, everybody's quick to bash Haldo and Rose, but DJ to me is is the most unwatchable character in that movie. And and I say that being a massive fan of him, of that actor. Um, really? Um, what? Why do you not like DJ? Uh, it's the stuttering. It's... It's too much. It's just. It seems cartoony to me. It doesn't seem. It doesn't. I don't believe it.
2: Okay. Like, I'm not, nah, it was. Nah. It was done well. I don't. I'm not sure if I agree. I, I feel like he was a believable performance. I'm not if sure not, if I agree. If not, a little bit of an over the top character. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree.
0: I'm not sure I agree. Um, I like. You know, I like his look. I like. His, I like what his character brings to the table like all the you know the don't join the you know the blurring the lines of good and evil and, and kind of you know placing some of that at the kind of you know military industrial complex kind of you know themes I I love all of those things it's just him it's mm. just him um, but it's, it's once again not nearly and not nearly bad enough you know that's it's like all right you know, all I, all the only metaphors I'm 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 capable of speaking in is sex and food, right? So it's like so this So you're a
1: man basically. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you get a pizza, right? And it's delicious. But it does have a couple obnoxiously big cheese bubbles that have been burnt. No big deal. Some might say that's the best part. No big deal. Some might even say it's the best part but at the very least it's is 1000% not going to get in the way of you devouring the slice that it's on you know and that's kind of how i feel about the you know the criticisms that i do have regarding, regarding that movie i did have a similar experience to you in, afterwards i remember uh you know we always go to star wars and gort has experienced this now as well but we take up pretty much a whole row when we go and it's been that way since phantom menace uh you know the the faces they, you know the the, the players have changed, but not the game. And when I, Adam sat at the opposite side that I did, and I remember when we got out, you know, we kind of went straight to one another. And I, and, he, and I was like, well, and he said, I don't know. And, and I said to him, I was like, so I like it, but I don't know why. And it took me a second, and maybe even a third viewing as well, for the reasons why that movie is so great to me to really click. But once it clicked, it I totally understood why I liked it in the first place, but couldn't verbalize it. it. Is because it was more. It was a. It was a. I hate to say this because then people be like, people think I'm belittling their opinion if they don't like it. But it was. It was a. It. It was a more challenging. It, it challenged things about Star Wars. And it took my mind time to digest those challenges and find the merit in them. Mm. But it's a
1: movie made to be seen more than once. Oh, for sure. For
0: sure. For sure. And, and not in the same way that, like I think Force Awakens is a movie that needs to be seen more than once, but only because it's made for repeat viewings. It's made, mm. not, not once again, not to belittle it, but it's, you know, you can eat You can eat three Whoppers or three, you know, cheeseburgers from McDonald's, you know, and enjoy them every time. But when you have like a big fucking juicy burger from some fancy restaurant and you're like, man, that was good. But like, I need to have it. I need to have it again, but not today, but I need to have it again. And then you go back another time and you had that burger before it really like all the the complexities of it kind of sit in with you. It's not it's not disposable it's not a t-shirt episode eight it's something bigger and
1: i i wish he could have done episode nine
0: dude like so badly. you and me both yeah you and me both so let's move into solo
1: Mm, you know look I i like solo it's weird i have a weird relationship with solo because i find myself there's things i like about it a lot and there's things i don't like about it so much overall i think it definitely gets a bad rap to be perfect, like people are always like, "Oh, solo is so bad." Really Have you seen it? No, but I heard it was terrible. Yeah, I, well, exactly. I hear people say it like that a lot, and like that, uh, that, that, that kind of annoys me to be honest. Because it's like I feel like it got a bad rap because the last Jedi didn't work for everybody, and I just and oh, look, there was controversy before that. Of course, there was about is it necessary? Like I, they're they're all very valid criticisms of the film. Having said that, when I put the film on and actually watch it for what it is. I think the script is great. I think Alden Ehrenreich is so much better than I ever thought he could have been. Amen. Like I don't, Amen. I yeah, exactly. Like I don't watch it and think this is a guy trying to be Han Solo because we've all seen that in other roles, right? Correct. I watch it and I think this is Han Solo. This is a younger yep. Han Solo. It, it works perfectly for him. Th-
0: yeah, the reason why I- I'm in total agreement with you, like the reason why it works, is because. Uh, I can't ask you this question, Andy. But Gort, when you were 21, is that the <laughs> same person you are now?
2: No. That's not at all.
0: why it works, because who who you grow to be in an, like any expanse of your adult life, you're not the same fucking person anymore. And it's like as long as you can see the threads of the fabric, that's all you need. I think I was worried about him just because you know Han Solo is my favorite character in fiction. Period. But and I I don't even know if they produce cool anymore. Like I don't know if that shit has been weeded out of our chromosomes, like of our genetics. Like I don't even know if we can pass that kind of cool on anymore. And I was really concerned about this kid. And I think this movie really, even though I I think Chewy steals the show of this movie, I don't. I think this movie only works because he did such a good job. Personally.
1: Mm. Yes. You know, I like this movie better than Rogue One some of the time. Like, a flick between the two of them a lot, all all the time. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> oh man, do, do you do like it more? But you do like it more than Rogue One.
2: Yeah, I I like it quite a bit. Yeah, I I, I went into the theater and I was terrified because of how I felt about Rogue One, and I enjoyed Episode Eight, but just being so different of a movie. I didn't know what to expect with this and I was really scared because it wasn't a saga film. And and I was I was terrified and maybe about 5 minutes in I was like, I'm having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And you know, even when he's getting his name, you know, Solo and like look, it's dumb, but I didn't care. I was in love with this yeah, movie. I, like I had I, to... I had a great time watching that movie. You know, Gort, uh that's how I feel about the first
0: hour and a half of episode 9. Yeah? Yeah, like the, like the, 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 all the adventure stuff of episode nine, like, um, the Pasana stuff, all that stuff. When, when I was watching it in my head, my head was telling me there's things you don't like about this. And then there was another voice that came in and was like, but you're enjoying it. And that's like the space I was operating in, you know, up, up, yeah. to, up until the end. The, um, the, the thing I was going to say about solo is I just, I don't, I find quite the opposite to be fair, um, than, than what you're saying, Andy, in the sense of, of of fan reaction. Like, I think leading up to it, I heard a lot of that hubbub of, we're going to boycott it because of Last Jedi, and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and, you know, <laughs> like, I remember also thinking, like, as a side note, I, don't, I hate getting into the woods with this shit, because people get a different, like a, not different, inappropriate perspective of kind of, you know, how I view these sorts of things. But I remember people saying, like, uh, you know, like, you know, like, there's not enough white men in Star Wars, like, not specifically that, but that's basically the dialogue of it, and then I remember yeah. thinking to myself, like, if you guys boycott this fucking movie, you might think that they're hearing a certain message, but I can tell you that these people in fucking suits, all they're gonna see is that, well, white men don't work, so, like, you're gonna, if if white men is what you yeah. want to be in these movies, you're shooting yourself in the foot um that
1: that that's where my annoyance comes in with like i get annoyed not with all that but a lot of that yeah yeah but like the, the shit that people rail on last jedi for and, and even solo to a lesser extent it's like oh i hate the holdo thing why because it's all about put the man down and i'm like i, I know a guy right how? he's a good friend of mine i know <laughs> i know i have a friend right and he's one of my best friends in the world but he said that to me and look he clearly picked it up online and i turned around to him and i was like what do you mean and he's like oh i think it's just very put the man down i'm like how Look, How is that any different? If you swap that character for a male character, nothing changes. And I turn around to him, I said, listen, if you hate that scene or that section for how it's written, acted, script, go ahead, rail on it. But don't hate it for fucking stupid shit that you bring in. Because you're so fucking politically polarised. And I think that's what keeps happening. It's like um, when people look at L3 and they're like, oh, she's she's written to appease feminists. It's, it's Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> it's like she's literally a feminist because she's on about droid rights. Really? Because she's the butt of the jokes in the movie. And the movie wants you to see her as stupid. It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It, the, the supposed agenda just doesn't add up. I, I don't
2: think it does. That. Yeah. I think it's fucking stupid. But, but a lot of the time when people bring up those points and they're just repeating what they saw, like, you know, tabloid style, when you challenge them, they don't have anything to say back generally because they can't. They just read something and they stuck with it as an opinion because they couldn't make their own.
0: Well, and I, yeah, and I also think it's about the luggage that people are taking into these films, you know, in, in their own personal – I mean, I've said this before, and, and but like their own personal insecurities and their own personal issues that they bring into this. It's like it's like a guy with a little dick, Right. And he goes and sees a movie, and he walks out of it, and he's like, oh, man, they're just little dick bashing the whole movie. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, you didn't see it? See what? The, dude, the whole movie's about how, how people are joke if they have a little dick. I'm like, how so? Did you see the Snickers they were eating? I'm like, no, they were, <laughs> they were, they were, well, like, well, think about it, think about a Snickers, right? It's kind of veiny. It's got nuts in it. <laughs> you know, and, 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 then, and then which Snickers were they eating? The bite size. They were all eating the bite-sized Snickers. And then what's the name of the candy? Snickers. They're laughing at you. And I'm like, I didn't get that, dude. I didn't pick up on any of those nuances. How big is your dick, by the way? Oh, it's teeny i tiny. I'm like, well, maybe maybe it's it's that that you're maybe it's that issue. Um Yeah. <laughs> anyway, has kind of a Helter Skelter reference. Um shout out to uh, Helter Skelter. What about episode nine?
1: Oh my god fuck uh look i am in a similar place to you in that i think there's so much unnecessary and stupid negativity that's not about anything that i hate adding to it having said that i have to be honest because i think if i stop being honest about how i feel about this shit then what's the point right i think episode nine is probably look it's not that it doesn't have its merits it's not that kids in 10 years' time won't love it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the most corporate, kind of soulless, very surface level, yeah. let's please everybody while doing nothing. I just, I think it's bad. I expected going into it that J.J. may retcon some of what Ryan did. Uh, look, they're kind of diametrically opposed in terms of themes as filmmakers, Um But I expected a J.J. Abrams movie to be decently paced, decently plotted, have fun and likable characters, and you can kind of breeze over it and say that was fun. It wasn't that. I think as a film, the way it's put together, I think it's edited extremely poorly. I think the script is a fucking mess. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's just like... Look, this is not me saying I could do it better. That's not what I'm doing saying. But like, there's like basic filmmaking things that they seem to have gotten wrong with the way things are edited, the way things are put together. Um, I also think the story is a mess. I think J.J. True small bones to the prequel fans because he had to, but I think thematically nothing connects to it as a saga. I and I don't think it even connects good to the original trilogy. I think it's like this weird remake-remix you know you have a problem with the plot oh look nine numb do you see nine numb are you looking at nine (laughs) numb it's gonna gonna, oh look lando lando's now gonna do the lando thing lando does so so look at that you know it's yeah it's the only star wars film i have ever seen once in the cinema i got a question
2: about neon numb yeah no he spoke in that movie did he have subtitles i don't know he spoke like, no. I, feel, I feel like he did it. I remember think thinking so. that was weird as shit because he didn't have that in Return of the Jedi. No, no,
1: remember. he didn't. I'm ninety percent sure he didn't.
2: I don't remember. All right, uh, I was yeah, so sorry, sorry uh, about that. I, I just but like I, something that. No, stuck no, with
1: go me. ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So, <laughs> Andy, you've only seen it but, once. Yeah, I, I watched. I flicked through it one night. I, I watched the pirate. uh, uh, people can judge that how they want but I'll tell you straight it's not a boycott thing but for me it was like at the end of the day you vote with your wallet and I look as I said the movie made money but at the end of the day if this movie makes tons of money they will get the impression on a corporate level that this kind of movie is good and I just think objectively it's not so I watched some of it Mm again by a pirate copy more or less felt the same i found things to like about it that i didn't the first time you know the performances are all great there's plenty of moments of comedy it looks beautiful as a film um ian mcdermott as weird as that whole thing is he's great you know his performance is terrific um i don't like it it's probably my least favorite star wars movie it's not the worst as a movie but it's the worst as a star wars movie
0: yeah it's probably my my second least favorite like uh phantom menace is still my least favorite but, um, it's probably right above that and and once again, like it's 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 objectively, I think it is better than where I place it, but it's just the some of the decisions that are made in it the the ramifications of those decisions echo throughout so much, and I think it does more harm than good ultimately.
1: Yep. And it doesn't work as a cap. It doesn't work as part of the Star Wars saga at all. Even if it wasn't the end, it does like fundamentally things like the chosen one. Look, I, I don't like the chosen one. I think it was an unnecessary plot point that George retroactively put in. Agreed. To some- yeah. I, I don't like having said that it's such a major part. Yeah. It's there now. A it's whole there now. Trilogy. You can you can't ignore it. You know what You can't. And I also think that look, I have my problems with the prequels as much as anyone. Having said that, I really feel like JJ was as much as possible trying to avoid going there. You know what I mean? I know we hear those voices. Look, I think that's a beautiful scene. In a better movie, I would, it it could make me tear up. Do you know what I mean? Right. Having said that, like the fact we didn't get Anakin at all in this trilogy is, is weird. It doesn't feel, when you watch it as a saga, it doesn't work that he wouldn't play any kind of role.
0: I agree. I agree with that. So the, um, it's uh, but I, I'll tell you. Upon second viewing of it, I did like it more. It, it's really, yeah. it's just when Kylo shows up. It's pretty much when Kylo gets thrown down the pit. As soon as Kylo gets thrown down the pit, the, the 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 choices that that movie makes from there forward, I'm just not on board with. Like any of them, I'm not on board with. Uh, you know, Ray making the DMX sign and being able to beat the emperor that just took down a whole fleet with this unlimited power. I'm not for Kylo coming up out of the pit once the battle is over and then giving life and then dying. I'm not okay with, you know, the, the horse battle on the, on the star destroyer and how that goes down. I think that the, 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 the space battle for lack of a better term is probably the sloppiest one we've ever seen in any star Wars film. It's, it's, Um, it's it's just, I'm not okay with the, uh, with, you know, her taking the name Skywalker seems weird. Like, and, and then the whole, you know, and that meme has fucked me up for life. That Rick and Morty meme, you know, where the kid, where the kid is like, uh, so wait, let me get this right. Palpatine infiltrates the government. As a Sith Lord, yeah. takes control of the Jedi, finds the chosen one of the Jedi to take as his apprentice, to use as a tool to try to turn his son, is able to keep the family at odds, falls down a pit, you know, at some point has a daughter that comes back. Everybody, all the Skywalkers are willing to sacrifice themselves for her, namely Ben and Luke, and then she lives on and takes over the name. So the Palpatines take over the Skywalker. Like, it just doesn't work for me. It's just very unsatisfying. Um, it's kind of a... I know that Ray is a hero, don't get me wrong, but in some ways, Palpatine wins.
1: Yeah, oh, he does. He does in a lot of ways because his lineage survives.
0: His lineage survives and, like, puts on the mask of Skywalker. yeah.
1: But it it's not even just that stuff. Like the stuff within the film, I mean, it spends so long kind of trying to retcon Last Jedi. and I feel like the bits of Last Jedi it carries over, like the Ray Kylo relationship, I feel like it just fundamentally misunderstands what they meant. I agree. Everybody went nuts about Raylo, you know, after Last Jedi came out. But the whole reason that those two people feel the connection they do is because they're two halves of the same coin and each has what the other one wants. You know. Kylo has a family, and Ray can't understand why he threw that all away. You know, Ray has, has freedom and no attachments, and Kylo can't understand why she doesn't no, see and, the benefits and, and, and no expectations. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like the connection. Look, I understand how you can interpret what happens in The Last Jedi as a romantic pull, but I think it's a lot deeper than that. And I, I think do the too. film makes it. Yeah, it's a lot deeper. And. I, the bit where they kiss is just so fucking random. Like, even within the theater with people who kind of liked it were like, wait, what? Like there was a bit of a <laughs> – you could hear mumblings of this is
0: strange. Yeah, that's weird, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what did you think about The Mandalorian?
1: I love The Mandalorian. No, I, I, look, I mean, look, it's, it's like this. I talk about how much I love The Last Jedi because it's different. At the same on the the, at the same hand, I I love solo. I, I like a bit of both in my Star Wars. I like the best of both worlds. Right. I love the prequels as a trilogy because they do different things. And um, at the same time, I love the Force Awakens because I turn off my brain and it's fun and it's like a big Star Wars hug. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I like yeah, that Star absolutely. Wars hug.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. It's a yeah. big fucking Star Wars hug. It's I Star agree. Wars saying it's okay. There's no politics. There's no here. You go. Here you go. It's the way it was. Yeah. Um, I like the Mandalorian is kind of a good mix of both for me. It's not exactly a rip-off of anything we've seen before, but it's not exactly doing anything crazy new. At the same time, it has the aesthetic of Rogue One slash the original trilogy and solo that I love so much. Um, I think it's simple, but well-written. The only time that the fan service aspects of it became too much for me was episode five, which, yeah. I hate to say it, was my boy Filoni, who yep. is a living god, I mean, but that's the I, worst I, one. Yep. I love that man so much, but that is not a good piece of television. It's nope. it's not good. <laughs> it's it's bad. Um, other than that, I loved it, and I can't I can't wait for more of it. You know, yeah. but I, I know you I know you were slightly more mixed on it.
0: Yeah, I, right. I like I I think that uh, I think that it is a very mediocre show with a couple great bookends. Okay. I think the first three episodes work really well, and I think the last two episodes are fantastic. And the stuff in the middle is kind of the stuff in the middle.
1: Yeah, no, no, I, I understand that. I, I get that. Um, <clears throat> so how are you enjoying Clone Wars so, so far? You know, I've only got one episode into it. Which, yeah, well, I mean, so, only, so, the second episode the second only just out today. came out today. Yeah, 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 yeah. But do you know what I'm really fucking sick of, man? I'm sick of having to pirate this Disney Plus stuff because it's not out here yet. It's <laughs> right? Out, yeah, that's it's a out bummer. In- yeah, it's out in three weeks. And look, I would, I'm gonna pay for Disney Plus because it's good content, so I want to pay for it because I want to support it. You know what I mean? Right. At the end of the day, you have to vote with your wallet. Right. Having said that, I can't, I couldn't just avoid the Mandalorian because it's everywhere. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. 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 So I can't wait to be able to actually watch it in proper quality without having to spend a half an hour not getting a virus. Um, <laughs> but, no. Yeah. yeah. I love. I loved the episode last week, and it. It. As someone who for a long time would say the Clone Wars is great when nobody well not nobody, but the fandom at large dismissed it. Right. Um, it means a lot to see it validated the way it has been. Like we have Clone Wars references in you know, vague as they may be, we have them in Rogue One. We have a Pike, an original Clone Wars. Yep. Wars Alien designed by Dave Filoni in solo. We yep. have Darth Maul. I mean it's it and, and even in the final episode of The Mandalorian, we see Death Watch as they appeared in the Clone Wars yep. show up on screen. And it's like it just it means a lot to see it be recognized for what I think it is. And I'm look, as I said, I grew up with it. I don't have the same perspective as somebody who came to it later. But I can be objective. I love the prequels, but they are shite. Let's be honest. They're right. not good films. Right. But I really believe that the Clone Wars is some of the best Star Wars out there. And I know Filoni, you know, I know the fifth episode of Mandalorian wasn't great, but I still think the ideas he brings to the table, the world building, the characters, like I think he gets Star Wars. You know what I mean? So, uh, look, I love the Clone Wars. I wish there was more coming. I'm fine with one season. I hope to God that man gets put in a higher position at Lucasfilm, which it sounds like he will, going by some of the shit I've been reading up on. though. Andy, yeah.
0: before we get out of here, tell the story of how you and I came to be acquainted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I, I've actually got one more story I really wanted to drop All in All right. Well, tell that Tell I, that one that. first.
0: Tell yeah. that one first. And yeah, then, and then, and then, and then the tell that. The final it.
1: one. Yeah. You and me would be a good bookend. I think. Yes. But yes. anyways, um, real quick story. When I was 10 years old, I went to my first Star Wars convention. There was a, there's an, an Irish costume in Star Wars group called the Emerald Garrison. They're not connected to the 501st. They basically do the same, same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the 501st has since come to Ireland, and it's kind of overtaken it a bit. I think they might be joining up. Um, but they used to do a kind of annual or biannual Star Wars convention. And a week before it was on, my dad saw an ad for it in the paper and it was cheap. And he was like, look, do you want to go? So me and my brother went and it was, look, the actors there were very c actors. Having said that, it was amazing. I remember meeting Jeremy Bullock, who was Boba Fett, Mon Mothma, who could not have been nicer. Neither of those people could have been like I walked up to Jeremy Bullock, age nine, with a camera recording and said this is jeremy bullock i'm here and like he was like he understood that i was a child you know what i mean right he could not have been nicer and neither could could mon mothman i can't remember her name but i had one experience and it upset me so much at the time so that was the year the big ad came out remember the big legacy collection that's like two foot tall and and i really wanted the vintage collection at commander the general veer's figure because i wanted yeah you know, i wanted to put it in the in the cockpit at the front it'd be so fucking cool one of the vendors was selling it i bought it i couldn't have been happier and who was there signing autographs that day only the guy who played him now I can't remember his name but he's he's in game of thrones you you've both seen game of thrones right yeah yeah he's the the what is I, I don't know who he plays he's like the the high priest guy he's got like a beard and he's fat and he's always going around with prostitutes He's oh, a crazy character. I didn't, character. Even, anyways, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that—that's him. That—that's honestly him. And it was actually—it was the year they were filming the first season of Game of Thrones. Or it wouldn't have been far from there. But, anyways, I walked up to him, and basically they were supposed—you're—they're you're, supposed to charge for autographs. It's a convention thing. The li- there was no lines. The lines were empty. I walked up to him, and I didn't know that this charge was there nine years old and I, he was talking to someone and I stood there for about a minute waiting for him to finish talking. And he just kind of looked at me and looked away and kept talking. And finally he turns around to me and I, I go, uh, excuse me, could, could, could you sign this please? And I was like, in awe, like this was, this guy met George Lucas. Right. And he looks at me and he goes in a real British accent, he goes, got a tenor mate. And I'm like, what? Cause I hadn't seen the sign. And he goes, you got a tenor mate. And I'm like, no, no, can't sign it then. And I was like, mm. Oh, oh oh, okay can I come back in in, in a minute because I was gonna ask my dad for money and he's like I'll be gone in a minute Mike and I'm like oh okay oh, oh okay and and he just turns around and, and I kind of stood there for a minute in shock because I thought he was joking not that I would expect shit for free this was my first convention I was a kid
3: right.
1: and he turns around and looks at me and he goes yes and I'm like oh oh, oh no, nothing and I just kind of saunter off really sadly and Look, I don't know the guy. Maybe he had spent six hours with lines of fanboys telling them how much he meant to their childhood for a, an extra part he did 30 years ago. I have no idea. But mm-hmm. it was, it's, it's a story I tell people a lot because it, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I find it funny in my head.
0: Oh, know. no, this just does not See, sound there, funny. There, there, sound there, sound there's
2: something really about
1: the Empire.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. I met the guy who played Admiral Mahdi. That's, that's who uh, Vader's choking in the original movie. Mm-hmm. The guy was a douchebag. Yeah.
0: Was he really? Really?
2: Oh, yeah. I remember and, oh, and this is when, like the figures weren't that expensive like they were still in like like that like $5 to $8 kind of range but like you know hey, what was it power of the jedi or something he had his figure with you know with the elbow that can bend yep. and yep. like it's choking and he wanted like $50 for that at his table like and I, and I just remember thinking about that like this is probably about 2000 2001 but that guy really was just a turd like he was yeah. snotty and just not happy to be there and then like he's surrounded by other people that were way cooler like there was i don't know ferris bueller's friend from the you know that movie (laughs) uh what was
0: his (laughs) name
2: cameron (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) rayman rayman zarek from the doors was sitting next to this dude he was cool adam west was there
1: like there was there was it was a good show but like this guy just doucher do you know who was a dick to me as well? You remember in Return of the Jedi? Um, do you remember that? I, I, don't, I can't remember his fucking name, but he walks on and he has the stuck on beard and he has a little stick and he points General at the Maydeen. hologram. General Medine. That's it. Yeah. I met him uh, at <laughs> the same, same age <laughs> and he was just, I think it was because I was a kid. I don't know what it was but he was just super rude. I remember walking up to him and I I got an autograph and I remember saying uh, I was like nine right now my little brother was seven and my brother was like I I thought you were really cool in Star Wars like yep next like he couldn't have (laughs) even less of a fuck and I just look look I, I understand they've spent however many hours with fans and all that shit but like I just look at people like Jeremy Bullock or, or the lady who played Mon Mothma, which, let's face it, are very small roles, and they're not exactly famous actors, but they were so nice. Like, they appreciated right. the fact yeah. that people cared so much. Yeah. Like, Jeremy Bullock spent like a half an hour talking to me, and it was just me talking about how much I love Star Wars, and he could not have, I was, as I said, I was nine. He could right. not have been a nicer human being. Right. But, uh, the, yeah, um, that, that, that's all. <laughs> the... the
0: uh... General Veers, you ever see that shit on uh, YouTube where, uh, you know, when Vader turns around and like, General Veers, prepare your men or whatever that from Empire. Uh, like yep. when, yeah, so like there's a scene where he's like where he does that scene and then like he turns around, and he's like General Veers and someone overdubs it and he goes, you are too close to me. Because <laughs> like if you look at <laughs> if you look at that scene, Vader's helmet. Like because you know he's wearing the fucking thing. He doesn't know exactly where his headspace is in regards to other people. And he spins around to face General Veers. His fucking helmet is like two millimeters from the dude's face. Like it's like he, they almost hit. And it's like it's such a great. T- I'll, I'll try to send it to you guys. Like, General Veers, you are too close to me. Um, hey, you
1: got you gotta send me that month.
0: Yeah, it's great. Okay, so tell the story of how we became acquainted.
1: Right. So. Um I oh, I watch Bobby's reviews the same as everyone. This is this is not a fucking plug, but I'm just, I'm just being honest like I stumbled upon them I don't know how long ago and I just watched them cuz you know you're fucking honest and you don't take shit which I like. And uh I remember like I followed you on Instagram and you put up it was poster or story or some shit I don't know and it was some music from Attack of the Clones.
3: Uh-huh. And it,
1: you were saying like oh that this gives me the feels. Yeah. And I'm I, look, I'm Irish and we shit talk a lot. If, look, anyone will tell you this, if you ever come to Ireland and people are taking the piss out of you and mocking you, it means they like you. That's exactly what it means. It means they think you're cool. If they're ignoring you, they don't like you. It's just what we do. We take the piss. And I thought, huh. Wouldn't it be funny if I commented and pretended to be one of those douchebags who hates everything? And I wrote this big, long fucking comment like, oh, Star Wars sucks now. The prequels suck and the originals suck, too. They're no good because they're a copy of Flash Gordon. And guess what? Flash Gordon sucks because it's black and white and it's shit. And you're shit because you like this stuff. And I remember, like, I remember you replied, and I can't remember what you said, but it was very like, get out of here with that shit. And then I was like, no, 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 I'm joking so, well, okay, so I went.
0: I, I went to your. I went to your page immediately, and um, and was looking through your pictures, and you had some uh, like bayformer thing on there, and it was either bayformers or it was a or it was a chug or it was a chug toy or something. I can't remember what it was but I, I, I just got back and I responded back like I like something along the lines of like I don't take talk like that from people that watch Bayformers or you know what I mean like or the, the opinions of people who watch Bayformers don't matter to me or like you know Dude, some, I, I hate Bayformers but, but it was something it was something in regards <laughs> yeah. to some post and then you wrote me back and you were like now nah, you, you got me fucked up and <laughs> and then uh, and then we started talking and it wasn't long after that that we ended up on the phone and then you know we've been working yeah, yeah. together on the Force Friday stuff ever since and I I mean this when I say it I, I you know and I'm saying this more to the listeners but I couldn't if the the moment that Andy stops helping me with Force Friday is the moment that Force Friday stops cuz I can't I can't I don't have the time to do it the amount of work that he puts in is immeasurable in in regards to my output so I can't thank well, you. You got a season finale.
1: You got a season finale on your hands, then, Max. I got some news for you. I'm going to drop. <laughs>
0: yeah, I had to do. have yeah, <laughs> to come up with one big one. Um,
1: <laughs> no, Liz, I think you overstate my contribution. I want to say that to people who are listening because look, it means a lot to your show. Look, I'm not going to go on a tangent of oh, thanks, man, but like, like to be able to do a bit of research. It only takes me like an hour anyway. That even if it's just a couple of words you use, that so many people listen to. Like, like, it does mean a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't take the I don't take the opportunity to even in a small way, because like First Friday is your fucking thing. I do a bit of research, you put it all together, you post it, you do all that. Like, getting an opportunity to have any kind of opinion about Star Wars and have that many people listen to it and say, huh, like, it does mean a lot honestly it does so you know I, I i do appreciate it because i'm sure you get people all the time saying oh he'll you with this and then they do fucking nothing well it was
0: only one instance where that happened and um you did you did tell me about yeah, that yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't even want to talk about it um yeah let's see there, well. uh let's see okay so let's uh gort did you have anything that you oh you know what real quick do you want to plug anything andy
1: you talking to me or gort andy you oh you. me well you know what man i'm gonna take the opportunity to plug the semi-regular podcast that i do with two of my friends um it's called your mother's favorite podcast it's on <laughs> itunes stitcher it's it's on everything really um i'll tell you straight it's not for kids we have a particular friend who's a normie and it's basically his sexual exploits every week it's great he's great yeah it's fucking funny man i already I like that it so much <laughs> <laughs> but it's um I- i'll tell you straight look there's not much of a format we use two usb mics and just go for it but it's fucking funny i think it's funny yeah. and we have a good time so i would appreciate anyone giving us a listen you know sharing it around that that would that would mean a lot
0: yeah for sure Gort, do you have anything that you want to ask him before we get out of here Ah, uh, well,
2: so we got the High Republic coming. I'm just curious what your outlook is for that.
1: Oh, my outlook's looks pretty positive because I think my I've read a few of the books and I think a lot of them are really well written, especially the new canon stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest problem with them is that they're kind of hamstrung by having to be side stories. You know what I mean? They can only tell this story or this story. They can't really tell anything too big. Um, so I think the idea of letting some of the best creators who've done that stuff, like Claudia Gray and Charles Saul and like they're fucking talented people, and letting them kind of do their own era. It's not the Old Republic, because we all know they're yeah. going to do the fucking Old Republic as movies. But letting them flesh out their own era of Star Wars and tell it, I think, is a great idea. So I'm excited. Like I, I have the book on pre-order. I can't wait for it.
2: Okay, and, and it's interesting. You've echoed a little bit of how I was feeling about it. I was a little concerned because I feel like it's not maybe what a lot of us wanted with Old Republic being probably that. Mm-hmm. But this is also an era that has not been explored, so there's a lot of creative freedom, which is probably going to be a good thing. Yeah, agreed. So I, the- I, think, uh, I think that's going to you know be a big helping hand for
1: it. Dude, they will save Old Republic till they need three movies or six movies, or because they can get as much as they want out of that. No, for real. Yeah, Anybody yeah. who is expecting yeah, this to fair. seriously be an Old Republic project, I don't think understands how Disney works or how movies work.
2: That's fair. Um, one yeah. one thing to put a pin in. Um, I, I can't imagine Revan as a character showing up in this High Republic thing. So, especially that's, oh no, that's, that's, no, 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 uh, so it wouldn't I, be a proper. I
0: can, yeah. I can. I'm just gonna put it out there. What?
2: Yes, I'll the, tell you why.
0: One, all of How? The, it's it's all of the simultaneous marketing coming out with Revan right
2: now. They no, launched. I, 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 they Bobby, launched. I get that, but in the in the movies, which is what matters more than anything else, as we know, they specifically tell us there hasn't been a Sith for a thousand years. Do they say a thousand years? Yes. Yep. yep okay. S- okay. All right. Well, then I'll like it, then if, I'm if, sure. If I'm Revan, sure people. It's like, not. It's not Darth Revan. Right. It's, it's just Joe Revan. <laughs> <Do> you <laughs> know
1: what's Joe fucking Revan? stupid? This Keanu Reeves is Revan thing. I like Keanu as much as anyone, but, like, he's good as John Wick because John Wick shoots people. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I keep seeing these edits as of Keanu as as Revan, like, this would be so cool. And really? it's like, no, it wouldn't. We need a good actor. Have you not seen those? I
0: agree with you. I agree with you, by the way. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> we need to start wrapping this up. Uh, yeah, we do, man. Andy, thanks for coming along with us. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for all the work that you do behind the scenes for me. And, uh, and and that is appreciated as well. I know this. It's been interesting to hear your perspective as a person of your age, um, and also the strong connections that you have to Civil War. You know, just being with your upbringing. So it's been very <laughs> meaningful, and I, I do appreciate it. And uh, we'll check back oh, with you sometime.
1: I love you too, Bobby.
0: You can say it. It's okay. We know. <laughs> I just don't know how to show it yet. <laughs>